0: Some cults are good, most cults are bad But I'll tell you what really makes me sad I can't decide which cult to join If only there were a podcast out there to rank all the cults Using some sort of bracket system like they do For basketball playoffs for college teams It's Madness, Madness
1: We're going to hop
2: in our jalopy at a driving movie and never look at the show. We're going to hug and kiss just (laughs) like this. And I can't wait to go, go, go. We're going to grab a bite at a pizza stand. Ooh, writing
1: love letters in the sand.
2: We're on vacation
1: till the start of the fall. And that is true, ladies <laughs> and that's, Very that's, soon we will be on vacation. Ends. That's when vacation ends. That's the start of the fall. It's when the vacation ends. Labor Day. I go back to laboring at school. Mm-hmm. But that's all right because we're still on vacation. We are. We did. We had a great Fourth of July weekend. Nobody mm. lost any limbs. No. Nope. One of my small cousins lost the skin above her knees, but she'll grow it back. It'll, It'll be, be fine. fine.
0: It wasn't from a firework, was it?
1: It was from some boiling water. It's oh. okay. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. She'll be all right. Bless her little heart.
0: Well, next time.
1: You know, next time. It's if. What? What is it? It ain't fun if you don't have to run. Was That's that <laughs> right. That's what we've been told. That's yeah. what we've been told. But, yeah, we're here. We're hanging out. It's hot and sweaty. We yeah. have... Uh, Sonic Seltzers this week, ladies we and gentlemen. We have Sonic we are Grand Seltzers We're supporting Oklahoma business. Sonic! Sonic Drive Ins, one of the finest things ever to come out of Shompton, Oklahoma.
2: I am del- having some lemon berry. The lemon berry slush I always liked because it is a slush made with real sour burning lemonade Yes, that just has like chunks of strawberries in it. See,
1: I don't like the fake slushes. I don't want like grape or like fake No, 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 no. no. It's actual strawberries. These are strawberries. real. That's the good one. Yes, yeah. It's actual yeah.
2: strawberries, actual burning frozen lemonade. Yum. And if you put some vodka in that shit. Shit, man. Dude. You can ride dirty all day long. <laughs> <laughs> shit.
0: You, look, Sonic should change its name to if you put some vodka in that shit.
1: Comma. It is 100%, right. 100%. Like, you can make you get Not the, a
0: single thing. Get
1: the Route 44 orange juice, make yourself a Sonic screwdriver. You can. I hey! remember. I went to parties. <laughs> I would go to parties in
2: college and go buy Sonic and buy a Route 44, which is. Forty-four ounces, it's a forty-four ounce cup, a styrofoam cup with perfect with ice. the perfect rabbit turd ice, ice uh-huh. of Coke. God, stuff is you okay. drink part of the Coke and you dump rum in it, and then you have a delicious cold rum and Coke <laughs> in your <Sonic laughs> big cup ass one to carry around
1: the party. That's right, you're right.
3: Mm-hmm. When
0: I was like thirteen, I was like at, at the mall <laughs> <laughs> working my job as a mall puppeteer. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, <my> f- <laughs> you do not know that. I Oh boy!
3: Yeah, <laughs> um,
1: I'll be happy
0: to Three some Three weeks later, we were married. I know, <laughs> right? Yes, we, Aaron and I have been married for thirty years.
2: Yes, we're forty-five. I saw his puppet um, show at Promenade Mall.
0: God, there's a there's a missed opportunity for a sixties belt.
2: Damn. <laughs> Anyway, no, um, hey. No. Yeah,
0: no, I was at the mall. It was like, and I was, some friends of mine had the job, which was how I got it. Like, we were meeting some other friends, some friends of his there. <laughs> and it was just like right on the cusp when, like, they started smoking. And I was like, I don't know if we should be friends anymore. <laughs> And, the, and, like, one of the friends handed me, like, here, you want a drink of this? I am like, uh, okay, sure. Like, handed me their Sonic drink. And it was, like, you know, a cherry Limeade, but, like, it definitely had vodka. In. <laughs> and, like, I did not, it did not even occur to me that that was a thing you could do. But, like, all of a sudden, it was like, oh, my God, I know what this is. Oh, God, what have I done? Oh, my am God, I, I'm drinking. I, I'm, I'm not supposed to be doing this. I'm underage. I'm underage. I'm I at d- work. I did not drink until I was at college, but I, I've caught up till then. <laughs> I did you get then. the
2: puppets. What are They were
0: Okay, so there was this was the Tulsa Promenade <laughs> I was in the uh, okay,
3: well, golden carpet. Okay. Yeah,
0: <laughs> It was owned by, uh, like, a mall conglomerate that owned, like, three or four different malls. They were based in Panama City, Florida, Mm -hmm. Um, and they, one of the things, I guess they all had puppet theaters, and so they had, like, rotating, like, shows that they would send around, and they all came in these big boxes, and then, like, like once a month or so, like, you know, we would get there, and we would, like, pack up the old puppets. Okay. And, uh, like puppets in, in a
1: script, in a box? Yeah, and, and a
0: tape. There okay. was, like, oh, yeah. Okay. Like, we didn't, you know, they they rightly did not trust us to, like, you know, do the voices for the
3: puppets. Oh, <laughs> oh I see. Yeah, I got it. Um,
0: but what they also shouldn't have done was trust, like, you know, boys in their early teens with, like, Puppets
3: <laughs> at in all. front
0: of children,
3: <laughs> like it's
0: like yeah, it's like oh look, there's a there's there's a little like yeah, another a single cord you could pull to make them hump constantly. Yeah, <laughs> whether yes. they're not even whether they're close to each other or not.
1: I didn't need a sonic screwdriver guess, to yeah. figure that out. I
0: guess
2: whenever I knew you were a mall puppeteer, I I just always assumed you like showed
1: up at the mall with your with your own puppets and, and a play that you'd written.
0: Yes. Oh. No. Oh, no. I,
3: <laughs> I, I wasn't, well, like,
0: freelance. <laughs> 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 it wasn't something I wouldn't do for the joy of puppetry. He's like, like, he's it like, it, it you're paid like, me $4. Me,
2: sir, <laughs> this is just The Empire
1: Strikes Back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it paid me $4.75 an hour. I mean, That's, like,
1: good money. That That's good was, money. That was
0: hard hard graft. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, for... I
1: remember going, to, there was a puppet theater... In the back of Casa Bonita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. With little amphitheater, amp- amp- like riser stuff. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Boy, those those kids definitely made less than $4 an hour. <laughs> Shoot.
1: But they got, they got free food. They got beans. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's true. They probably got to be drunk as work, like, that's, a lot.
1: <laughs> Raise the flag. Because it Bring was the 70s. Like. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Casa Bonita. That's a whole nother story. <gasps> oh, man. oh, man. Oh, man. But, yeah, it is summertime here at... Madness, 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 madness. madness. We are trying to figure out what to do with our summertime and with the rest of our time. And we are coming up with some good stuff. We do have some good stuff. This is our final game of the The Sweet Sweet 16. 16. It is very true. We're going to have to look back over our brackets and see how we go going forward. In the second half, I will look back
2: (laughs) over our brackets and
1: see who has come so come so far. I come still so think the uh, hoo hoo, W I, Girl Scouts. Scouts. Yeah, that's and sh- also the <laughs> Black Panthers and
2: the Black Panthers. I think it's a three way, not a tie, but, but like, like a
1: three way. T- it's a top three. A close top top three, three, three is like hoo hoo, the Girl Scouts, and, <laughs> and the, the Black, Black Panthers. Panthers. With some WI actions mm-hmm. circling the plate. This and there is we a, go. See, we are an eclectic group, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you something. Come here, learn about weird shit. Mm-hmm. We
0: contain multitudes. We contain
1: <laughs> multitudes. We Do so I can contradict myself? Hell yeah! It's the seltzer. <laughs> That's
0: right. A bunch of times. A bunch of
1: times. Oh yeah. All right. Well, I have a few tiny things. Uh, our father felt like it was extremely important that I mention that while J. Edgar Hoover is a complete and utter bastard, which is true, he did do one good thing. This his Dad's
2: brainwashing this as is, a child. He's is, like, I can't totally give up on J.
1: Edgar Hoover. That's like, not true. That, no, Dad not hates
2: true. J. Edgar. Hoover. He does,
1: but he does love Native American history. It's true. And a good murder mystery. Also true. And uh, it's soon to be a movie by Martin Scorsese. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Films in, uh, in the City.
0: state of Oklahoma right <laughs> right
1: now. and it's called killers of the flower moon and it was based on the osage murders which happened in indian territory and that was the first crime that the cia and fbi uh, or, excuse me the fbi, the FBI <laughs> not cia the fbi and uh, j edgar hoover solved that's right so it's a minute fairest. thumbnail
2: sketch of this <clears throat> yes uh when the land was indian territory yes it belonged to the native americans and osage tribe is native to oklahoma yes it's it, actually native to this region is native to this region Not reason. all of our,
1: the tribes that live in oklahoma no, are native to this but region.
2: like the oklahoma. osage and the kiowa are native yes. to this and you might also maybe or maybe not know that there's uh oil <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 underneath
2: Y'all. oklahoma or,
1: or uh, less
2: than there was less than you. there was for sure but it was like okay Osage native people, here's your land.
1: Uh-huh. You can have this, you can fr- have this e- forever. forever. Also not true.
2: But then they found oil underneath and they were like, wait a minute. Hey. And so the government sent in people, white, white people, to be their guardians. Adult.
1: Right. like Osage. Right. I'm a 75-year-old Osage man with multiple generations mm-hmm. of descendants. To be but, their guardians. I need a guardian. Or to Marry their daughters, Daughters. Uh and
2: you know what? A lot of these Osage people ended up mysteriously murdered. No,
1: they ended up accidentally dying of natural causes for no reason. That's right, or probably dying out of the goodness of their hearts, so that the white man. That's right. They realize
2: you deserve this more than I do. So.
1: So there is a book called Killers of the Flower Moon. It's soon to be a movie called Killers of the Flower Moon. You can also look up about the Osage murders. It's actually a fairly interesting story if mm-hmm. you are into such things.
3: If you're
2: into just yes. blinding outrage. Yeah, Chapter
0: you, one trillion of, of Native Americans getting fucked over again.
2: Uh. It's not just that. I mean, I watched a, a, just the first half, because that's all I could take, of a American experience documentary mm-hmm. about the Chinese Exclusion
1: Act. <sighs> That'll... Yeah. Wow. You want to get fired up? There's plenty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you want to get fired up in another way? Yes. I suggest watching the movie Semi-Tough, the 1977 film starring Burt Reynolds and Chris Christopherson and Jill Kleber. <laughs> it's like, I thought it was about football,
2: but it's kind of
1: not. It kind of is. It, it is and is not. I only watched it because I, when I did Est, uh-huh. um, I read that in the movie Semi-Tough, they go to a fake est, and it is. It's called beat b e a t. Mm-hmm. They go to because a fake
0: people were beaten
1: est. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> and so when I saw it yesterday, as I lounged on the couch all day in the air conditioning, I was looking at what was on. I was like, oh, semi tough with the est. I'll watch that, and I watched the whole thing. And boy, howdy, it was an education. Remember? It was a journey. <laughs> Do you remember back when they had movies and you could just say slurs all the time and still be like the sexy hero of the movie? It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, this is all of them. Oh, wow. Whoa. And, and
0: they did. I mean, it wasn't just that they couldn't.
1: But it's they, like, straight they straight up did. Just did. often. And, like a lot. And you know, it's not lot. satire. No. no. And this is not the no. character in the movie you're supposed to hate. This, you know, that <laughs> no. was supposed to be a funny joke. But you're just like, oh, my God. Like, that hey, was terrible. Well. that. Jesus There was lots of great stuff And it was Brian Dennehy's First film And he's in the opening scene, And you just straight Out of the gate Get to see his butt cheeks Are they tiny? They're big and hairy Oh no! Yeah, mind. He's a beefy f- He's a linebacker For a reason I guess so Yeah in the I just
2: imagine Like a, like a big upper body Like tiny Tiny butt No sort of situation No
1: <laughs> uh, Burt Reynolds Has the tiny butt And indeed at one point A gal That his, a groupie Refers to his Tiny tiny ass now, it is kind of A <laughs> tiny ass He's wearing Extremely tight Bell bottoms Throughout the film <laughs> so-
0: But the ass is baggy
1: <laughs> <laughs> No that sucker Is like shrink wrapped Yes Yes it's like I'm concerned about his balls. I, yeah, you should like like check out the front as well as the back. I don't know how
0: any children were born during the seventies with the state of men's pants.
1: I don't I know either. Either really, because I looked at. I've it, like, seen like Robert Plants. Yes, Seriously. pants. I'm like what?
2: How is that possible?
1: You know those, the pictures I- where he has the patch where he's clearly his junk has worn through the denim and he <laughs> had to sew a patch on the. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, how, yeah, just, like, you see the, how these pants, quote, fit, unquote, and it's like, you know, how are the interviews with these people from the era all not just like, so we're talking with Robert Plant today, Robert?
2: Ah! <laughs> oh, God, it hurts! Er, do you have to, like... You know how you see... Some guys with, like, the dip ring in their pocket. Uh, yes, You know, yes. from carrying the, uh-huh. the skull around. Can.
0: The dinkus ring. <laughs> the
2: dinkus ring
1: that's, like, worn like a little uh-huh. thing in their is, like that? Is that what happened to your dick? I guess these so. Jeans? That it just made the little space right there. <laughs> but it was it was an interesting movie. Totally worth an afternoon on a couch. Uh There was a whole Est weekend. Bert Convey is Friedrich <gasps> oh, something. It's Friedrich Bernhardt, mm-hmm. the Est leader. So there's a whole Est weekend. There is... Uh, Let's see, Robert Preston, who is the football team's owner because they're on a football team. Hey, Robert Preston. Robert Preston butches it up as a Texas football team (laughs) with a bolo tie. Burt Reynolds goes to his office one day and he is a follower of the uh, Moveagenics movement. (laughs) Which, since children didn't get enough crawling and creeping when they was young you got to crawl and creep now and get yourself in line with the Earth's gravitational pull. So he has this office where like his bookshelves are all on the bottom shelf and his desk has no legs and just sits on the floor and he and Bert Reynolds crawl around and around the entire episode and then he sends Bert Reynolds he said like, you know what you need you need pelfing son you need pelfing And so he sends Bert Reynolds off to swear to God, Lottelenia. Lottelenia. Latelania. <laughs> Kurt Vile's best friend. And Lucy Brown. Brown. Yes. Latelania plays Carla Pelf, who does like a rolfing massage technique that involves poking Burt Reynolds in the chest with her fingers and stuff like that. (laughs) And then at one point, Burt Reynolds is trying to tell Carl Weathers that he's really discovered himself with this Beat weekend. And Carl Weathers is like, no, man, no, no. Beat is out. It's pyramid power now. It's all pyramid power. So, if you are into God. cults and tight pants and, and Burt Reynolds s- and slurs, I recommend the film semi <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's based on a book by uh, Ray... Dan Jenkins. Dan, oh, Dan, Dan Jenkins. Dan Jenkins, yes. Oh, Who oh, I think man. wrote something else. He did. Yeah, yeah. definitely
0: did. It's, I can't remember
1: When what. you're... Li- there are four... 70s football movie Starring Burt Reynolds So make sure The one you're tuning into <laughs> okay. Longest semi- Yard Is when we're in football The Longest Yard I mean yard- in, the, the Longest Yard Is where they play football In prison In prison Longest Yard North Dallas 40 Paper Lions And Semi Tough Semi Tough Is the one With all of the uh, uh, With the Oh and at one point uh, Jill Clayburgh Is She's like Well this isn't like Scientology hmm? So there is one more Name <laughs> check in there And that was uh, A very, a very good Sort of primary source It was in- an, It was very fun Because it was It was happening in 1977 So it was clearly the Them spoofing shit That was going on Around them yes. at the time So it was very fun And their whole Like est weekend And spoiler alert Chris Christopherson And Jill Clayburgh Are going to get married At one point And he's like Not sure they can have A mixed message Because he's been to beat And she hasn't <laughs> mixed marriage. <laughs> that's so. funny.
2: And I guess it's also super funny because you're like, they're football players.
1: Right. Let's put them into a unusual situation. And, and I don't know what was that. There was professional football in the 70s because I remember. Yes, yes, there was. But There's been professional football. <laughs> yes.
3: And Burt well, Reynolds now. was
1: a big star. And this was a fairly high production. But, but for some reason, they used small town junior high football practice uniforms for all of the teams. <laughs> Look,
2: listen, like all the-
1: a Super Bowl and they're wearing t-shirts. <laughs> you have Bert and Chris and, and Robert Preston
2: in this movie. Robert Preston, it's- they were like, We can get Robert Preston or we can have jerseys. Okay? That's, that's
1: true. He was Robert Preston. <laughs> riding high on his music man. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we'll have a music man reference coming up later in the second half. Oh, not man. the second quarter.
0: Yeah. I like music mommy. I like music mommy.
1: Mr. be knew your father, I did.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mr. B natural, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, well, we're gonna be natural here today. Madness, madness. Um, I think we've been drinking too much this summer, Aaron. Don't oh. You? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cause you're a sinner, Brian. Yes. Uh, yeah, we have yeah. Sonic
2: Seltzer. I Woo! you know how you know how some days and like I always associate similar days to this with like period days. Yeah. You know? cuz i remember one time not too long ago i had a period day and i was like what's going on and i was like i need a meatball sub
1: yep. <laughs> right so there's just like you're one like- day a month when
2: you're like i don't care what it I means. don't give a shit i'm getting a meatball sub or you get like the extra large snickers and you're yes. just like cramming I'm in you eat rum. the whole thing okay i don't think that this is a period thing but i woke up this morning and i was like i need some malibu rum ladies and gentlemen <laughs> and she is
1: indeed having some malibu i am rum. having
2: some malibu rum here my oh you can't hear it in my little cup oh sorry debbie sorry debbie because uh, we will be going on vacation. That's right. And um, she, I do love me some Malibu rum. Literally.
0: Debbie already knows it's Malibu rum.
1: Debbie does like doesn't right, know. Malibu Debbie's she's like she can hear that. Hey, that's Malibu rum. Malibu
2: rum. I mixed it in the blender Prime with some frozen strawberries and some pineapple orange juice.
0: Ooh.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm drinking Sonic Seltzer from the reinforced red soda
3: mm-hmm.
0: Like I heard you. you know, I heard you. You told me earlier that you had gotten some Malibu, and then I like went into the kitchen and saw the cans of pineapple juice, and I was like, Are you just like? Putting Malibu and pineapple juice. She's just
3: pouring it in the tiny can. That's yeah. an awful lot of
0: pineapple flavor.
2: <laughs> no, when Malibu rum is shit. coconut flavored. Oh, oh, shit I'll you're see. right. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. Malibu rum. Is, that does make a lot more sense.
2: It <laughs> is. And I will also say that that rum is the hard liquor that gets
0: along great. <laughs> rum is your like your your best buddy hard liquor
3: <laughs> it is
0: like r- rum is the hard liquor that like you see how much rum drinks and it's like wow does rum have a, a drinking problem but then like you know they always seem coherent and then like uh, you know they show up to their job all the time exactly. I like, well I guess rum m- maybe is something but, above a high functioning alcoholic I don't know I
1: don't know, I don't know. I don't know. is, is their job playing marimbas on a beach because... also yeah true. that's a good point because, yeah. rum has
0: a really a really fucking fun job. What a like a so
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> rum yeah. is
2: the fun drink.
1: <laughs> rum is, rum yeah. is like you,
2: you're not like I'm depressed. I'm I drinking mean, rum. <laughs> no. My girlfriend just broke up with me. I'm chugging Malibu.
1: It's just like no. no. I mean,
0: but here's the thing: you should be.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you right. You should be recovering, yeah. but you're not.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, like like you, yeah, you should be drinking rum if your girlfriend broke up with you because like you will. You won't feel as bad. No, you won't. <laughs>
3: You'll Don't drink bright.
0: fucking scotch when somebody breaks up with you. Jesus. Oh, it's just God. like it's just like crawl into a peat bog and lay there until it <laughs> starts to preserve you. And
1: suddenly you're like pilt down man. That's yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. And it's like, but I want to be pilt up man. <laughs> the hence the rum. Oh. That's what yeah. the rum is oh, yeah. for. Delicious. Mm. All right. All bye. right. But no seriously, folks. <laughs> no more. No more fun. None. Stop having fun. None. Okay,
2: picture it. Listeners, stop having
1: fun. Stop picturing it.
0: You're using your imagination. It's the devil. Picture it. Oh.
2: <laughs> America, 1874. Oh, God. Some shit was going down. Yes. Yeah. It started in 1873 with the financial panic of 1873. Uh, panic. That's some... the financial panic of 1873. <laughs> panic, exclamation point. Exclamation mark. <laughs> yes. A man named Jay Cook was a financier who, during the Civil War, was the chief financier of the Union Army. Okay. After the war, the government thought he did such a great fucking job that they made him the official railroad financier. Okay. (laughs) The Transcontinental Railroad was uh, talking about the Chinese Exclusion I was going to say, hey, Chinese Exclusion Act. Things got worse after that. The Transcontinental Railroad was completed in 1869. <laughs> Promontory Point, Utah. <laughs> in Promontory Point, Utah, is where they came together. And right away, people were ready to build another one called the Northern Pacific Railroad. Okay. Jay Cook was obsessed. <laughs> With making Duluth, Minnesota, like <laughs> the new Chicago. Oh yeah, yes. baby! <laughs> We're making these fucking Duluth bitches. And they're like well, Chicago's got like a lake, you know? Right? Well, Duluth-,
0: Duluth does too. It's on two great lakes. That's oh, what God, makes it I such a great city. But it's not
1: that far from Chicago, really. is It's kind of far. Yeah.
0: But having, you know what? Uh, yeah, in Duluth, the winter comes.
1: <laughs> and people
0: talk a lot about Chicago winters, uh-huh, but, but you know what?
1: It's not Duluth winters. It's not Duluth no. winters.
3: No. <laughs> no.
1: So, but he was, is this J A Y or J period? J A Y C O
2: O K E. Uh, so he began buying up smaller railways with the dream of reaching the Pacific Ocean expressly <laughs> through Duluth, Duluth. Duluth. <laughs> to ship goods to the Great Lakes region. Gotcha. Not Chicago. No. Fuck them. Which is like, Chicago's like, we're not. doing. F- oh, fuck, fine. Okay, Whatever. Never mind. We don't just need you guys. Go Duluth. Whenever. Look, remember okay. when St. Louis was going to trump us because they were like, no, 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 no. River boats. <laughs> That's.
1: <laughs> That's the, that's, future, right. that's the
2: future's fucking riverboats. And Chicago's like,
1: I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, I, nope.
0: I don't think you're thinking enough about railways.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, riverboats, that's cool and all. But, but they only can go on the river. They just
0: really only go on the river. You know? Think about riverboats. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. So, Cook was funneling money into this project, such was his dream for Duluth, <laughs> that he quickly overextended his capital and declared bankruptcy. Oh, this oh, triggered man. a bunch of other banking firms and industries to collapse as well. 89 of the country's 364 railroads crashed into bankruptcy.
1: Dang. Crashed into each other? Yes. (laughs) Bam! Bankruptcy.
2: A total of (laughs) 18,000 businesses failed in a mere two years and by 1876 unemployment had risen to a frightening 14%. Thanks, Jay. This was, this was like the Great Depression and then like like some maybe I don't know there was another panic Mm-hmm. That was also like,
3: yes. the Great Depression. There were a
2: few, yes. like starter
0: depressions. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> just kind of getting our feet wet,
1: right? Mm-hmm. So this was a huge. No man, capitalism. It's it's, it's, it's great. Luck. It's gonna it's great. work. Shh. Work. Just get, Just put more money After into this
0: it. blow up, man. It's gonna be amazing. Put
1: more money in. So this was a huge deal that
2: led to a ma- period of major financial instability mm-hmm. uh, across the nation that lasted until eighteen seventy seven. Okay. Okay. So that's one thing. Yes. The second thing going down was the Third Great Awakening, which is funny because if you look at all the Great Awakenings, you're like, these are all just like concurrent. It's just right? like the <laughs> Second Great Awakening lasted until 1850 and the Third Great Awakening starting in 1855. 1850.
1: You're like, <laughs> dudes, aren't you still
2: awake by this now? This is still doing it. So, the Third Great Awakening had all of the fucking Protestants fired up Here we go. about... uh. The second coming of Christ. (sighs) Cults. Excuse me, I mean new religious movements. Uh huh. Started popping up all over. Nazarenes, Pentecostals, Jehovah's Witnesses, Christian Scientists, Theosophy, and something called. Thelema. Which no, was the Telemites. The tel- 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 mm-hmm. Which is an Alistair Crowley gig. <laughs> yes. it start, oh, I, I will shit. be talking about
1: the Telemites also.
2: Yes. During this time we also saw the foundation of the Moody Bible Institute. <laughs> what? Yes. I love the Moody Bible Institute. Just yes. It's,
1: God damn it. There's a Bible.
2: <laughs> Bible. Uh, <laughs> Bob Jones College. Now Bob Jones University. Uh, in
1: Greenville, uh, South Carolina. And the Southern Baptist O-B-J-U. Theological Seminary. Uh, uh, which may I point out broke away from the original. It the, the, used uh, to just be the American Baptists, but the Southern Baptists are a separate thing because they wanted to make sure that they could still own their slaves. That's right. Just want to say that out that's loud. That's right. This is the 1870s. So, you know, slavery is over. <laughs> oh, that's. Oh, I forgot. Never mind. But. And black people lived in glorious equality. <laughs> they forever. Right.
2: really did. That's but right. the Southern Finally. Baptist Theological Seminary was still the Southern Baptist because they just wanted to double down. Just to make sure. Just to make sure. That's right. The children of Ham need to be punished. So, one of the major aspects of this awakening was the social gospel movement. Oh, good. Here, fanatics applied Christian gospel to social problems, including poverty, crime, slavery, slums, child labor, and alcoholism. Okay.
1: But now you may be thinking, wow, these people really
2: are working for the greater good. They are. You <laughs> know, right. they're not. When you uh, read the why? Bible, no. It, no. clearly Come it says that. that
1: people should be treated. Jesus. Okay. Okay. okay yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you sorry. you think. But no, 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 no.
2: These people believed that the second coming would not happen until humankind rid itself of social evils. So it's like, we're um. not
1: doing this to help People. people Necessarily We want to rid the world Of social evils But not because Black people deserve To be treated equally It's no, so that Christ no, will no, come no. Uh-huh. And rapture us all up and to And rapture
2: us all up to heaven Gotcha So women Tended to take point On these issues Because frankly Men didn't really give a fuck Right About helping
1: No and also, for better or worse, in the way shit broke down at this time, the men were at work. That's also true. <laughs> yeah. So, and the women had time yeah. to go around and visit other women. Uh huh.
2: So, and it was, became known like we're as. We're
0: forcing you to stay home, so.
1: Get to work. Use your time
2: wisely. So, it was known, it became to be known as evangelical feminism. Mm-hmm. And, mm. but for the first time, it gave women the chance to have a platform to speak on. That is true. They learned public speaking fundraising, yeah. general organization, and this platform that they could speak on allowed them to remain respectable. Yes.
1: Yes. You're still, you have a husband and a family. Uh-huh.
2: So at this panic at the railroad and evangelical <laughs> feminism, there's one, I wrote down, there's one more spoke in this wheel. What? <laughs> so third, when the Pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock, <laughs> they brought beer. Mm -hmm. Colonial times, people drank beer morning, noon, and night because water was dodgy. Right, people drank whiskey and rum like medicinally and shit, and like small batches that you would like make yourself. Uh, rum and milk would help a woman get pregnant. Well, it, rum helps a lot of guests get pregnant these uh, days. <laughs> and rum with horse urine was good for weight loss, you know, so basic uh, shit. Well, it would stop you from all drinking all rum. The time. It would keep you from, <laughs> it's like, like it, you can't keep anything down. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. That's, oh, wow. Blurred. However, in the 1800s, as sort of like society and agriculture grew mm-hmm. in America, People were growing all sorts of crops like corn, oats, wheat, and all of that can be distilled into whiskey. whiskey. One hundred potato vodka is made from potatoes, exactly. Right. So now the people who were just drinking like near beer <laughs> uh, all yeah. day are suddenly <laughs> corn squeezes, guzzling <laughs> corn squeezes, and it's like. That's Honestly, I mean, it took people like a while To figure out like This isn't the same
1: at all <laughs> No Shandy <laughs> and near beer is like It's non-poisonous water It's basically. not poisonous water It's it gives you A little calorie
2: boost <laughs> uh-huh. And it keeps you going But you're like Here's my fucking Corn squeezes in the morning And you're like, <laughs> like how's, how's your work day I sir? have to lie
1: down I
0: have died
2: <laughs> Exactly So they've been drinking Clear and brown liquor All day
1: And they're like I'm shit faced <laughs> It's only two in the afternoon <laughs> supposed to work I'm so thirsty, I'm so, thirsty. <laughs> I'm so thirsty I'm so thirsty <laughs> I'm gonna pause right here to say that if y'all have never seen Supersizers yes. go on YouTube and watch the Supersizers series the with Sue Perkins <laughs> and Giles, Giles Corrin uh, eating food through different historical periods and when they have to go to like Tudor places and there's nothing but alcohol there's no tea no coffee and nothing but beer and no water yeah. and no water that's, it's a great food. <laughs> no that's
0: right they're so dehydrated <laughs> they're drunk. so
1: dehydrated
2: it's like sad. I'm shit faced. it's 9 o'clock in the morning (laughs) It's
1: like I'm thirsty and drunk. (laughs) So, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, Okay. such uh, a good show.
2: So, by 1830, the average American over the age of 15... drank the equivalent of 88 bottles of whiskey a year.
1: Jeez Louise. What? I am almost 52, and I don't think I could drink 88 bottles of whiskey
2: if you gave them to me. I don't think if I could drink a me. bottle of whiskey in a year. Dude, okay, a, okay, look, Brian,
1: you, okay, Brian, you Brian. We've,
0: we've been married for 20 years, and uh, yeah, there are bottles of whiskey in our house that we have had for 15 years. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> like... Exactly, and it, it's not like he's like... Saving it because it's the good stuff, you know? Also no, true. no, it is. That's I mean, why it I'm is the good it. stuff, but it's that's
0: also not like you're chugging the cheap it. stuff every day either. No, no, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. no. Jesus yeah. Christ.
3: Oh,
1: that's a lot. 88.
0: A year.
1: 15 years old. <laughs> oh,
2: my God. I wish Dad was here to do some math. I mean, like, how many bottles of whiskey is that
1: a day? Oh, okay. For well, a we'll text year. him. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to you after halftime with some information about this. Wait, Brian, can you do it?
0: Nine, eighteen, twenty-seven, thirty-six. 18, 27, 36. Okay, a year, so that's... Oh, that's like a 365 quor- days. Yeah, I'm going to say it's like a quarter of a bottle of whiskey a day. That's my quick brain So like a math. short
1: dog of whiskey Yeah, every day. Every day. Yeah. I wrote it down as a long division problem and then put my pen down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, well, did the, you did the right that's thing. That's what
1: it looks like when you write a long division problem.
2: Job well <laughs> done.
0: Dad, I remember how to do that. Dad,
2: so that is three times as much, uh, as, much as people... Drink whiskey today That's a lot Yeah Of whiskey So jails God and Poor houses Filled up with drunks Jeez yes Men would go To the saloon And instead of like Drinking some beer And coming home They would spend All their money on Just unregulated Alcohol too
1: Yeah I was gonna say This isn't Seagram's This is no. like Jimmy's cracked corn And you don't care <laughs> Right <laughs> Soon yeah.
0: you will no longer care
2: That's right <laughs> That's the point That's right That
1: is the point To some
0: of us This is a forgetting place <laughs>
2: <laughs> So Men would go to, And like I, There was also the assumption That like women were not
1: No Doing this No Well a very small Amount of slatterns Whores and strumpets Correct. Were drinking
2: Oh we'll get to them Okay so men would go to the saloon and spend their whole check on hooch, and then they would come home and do what was known as the degradation of Saturday nights, which meant they would come home and beat their women. Yes. and Assault
1: yes. their women. Beat them and then force them to
2: have sex with them. Force them to <sighs> have sex with them and, like, the kids. Or they would have been visiting these slatterns and uh, who are there, and so now they are syphilis <sighs> and... <clears throat>
1: There's also no money left. Also, there's no money left.
2: So there's no money. There's no food for the children. And women had no...
1: Recourse. Legal recourse. No, none. Against
2: their husbands. But they did have against alcohol. Yes. So, there was this... Fucked up puritanical idea mm-hmm.
1: that everything would be perfect if it weren't for alcohol. <laughs> There's this fucked up puritanical idea called the Period. United States called of America. The United States God. of
0: America. I swear to God, this is like every time. Like one, <laughs> one enemy. Uh, There's just, just one thing we have to take care of: okay.
2: marriage, society, poverty, violence, prostitution. All of it. All of it. Due to demon rum, alcohol.
0: What are you talking about, man? Is this my it's just what your good you friend Jimmy around?
3: Rum?
1: It's my Balibu's Spice Rum, bitch. I work, I work. on the Rolling beach,
0: high. man. Come hang out with me. At work. I just work on the beach playing the steel drums.
1: <laughs> I'm just a puppeteer at the mall. <laughs> Everybody's gonna take a nap in the afternoon because it's so fucking hot.
0: That's right. And Goodness you got kinda gracious. drunk in the morning.
2: I love Jamaica. So there had been temperance organizations since the 1840s, but they were always led by men. Mm-hmm. In 1852, Ugh. Susan B. Anthony stood up at a Sons of Temperance meeting and was told that the ladies were there to listen. Yeah. So Susan B. Anthony <laughs> <B. laughs> <B. laughs> <laughs> oh, came out there, oh, really? <laughs> and started her own group where men were not allowed to vote or hold office. about
3: <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <'em
2: up>, Susan. <laughs> Talk about. Members and I temperance groups God. dwindled during the Civil War because everybody needed a drink, and it was also not the time to go around shaming people for having a drink. Also true. Yeah. Also in 1862, the U.S. government started taxing liquor to pay for the war. Nice. Within a few years, one-third of the federal budget came from taxing alcohol. Wow. Oh. After the war, there was a huge wave of German immigrants that yeah. came to the United States and brought within their own drinking culture and opened breweries <laughs> and giant steins and giant steins and breweries and they made so much money that they started their own lobbying organization <laughs>
1: and
3: their go.
2: political power
1: reignited the temperance movement I was going to say I would think that their political power reignited the breweries movement as people were like hey 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 why Correct. do they have the money
2: now finally <sighs> the reason that we're here okay it is the women's christian Temperance, Temperance Union. Union. The WCTU is founded in 1874 in Hillsboro, Ohio. The first president was a woman named Annie Wittenmeyer and their stated goal, the WCTU's stated goal was quote, was to create quote a sober and pure world by abstinence, Purity and Evangelical Christianity
3: That will
1: work And be awesome People Their constitution have called for well the entire sort of
2: Prohibition of the Manufacture and sale of Intoxicating liquors as A beverage <sighs> So Annie Wittenmeyer Started shit out but In 1879 A woman named Frances Willard became President and she's the one who really okay. Shaped it The WCTU became what was called a women's church with all of the ritual ceremonies, symbolic regalia, and hierarchical lines of authority. And it was a huge hit right away (laughs) all across Ohio. I bet. Frances Willard was not interested in sitting around and having meetings and shit. Her byline was, do everything. Wow. Do everything. Okay. An Ohio woman, because there was like the main organization and then like towns and everybody could create their own. Okay. An Ohio woman named Eliza Jane Thompson began a campaign of going around to druggists who filled prescriptions for alcohol, you know, for medicinal (laughs) juice. Right.
1: And coca. Uh (laughs) And laudanum. And asked
2: them to (laughs) stop filling those prescriptions. And some of them did. And then she left and they were like, okay. And then she would go to the saloon's. But rather than ask them to stop serving alcohol, the women, who all dressed in black, uh-huh. would kneel outside of the saloons and pray and sing hymns. Oh, so
1: you had to walk this gauntlet? They would block the entrance,
2: uh, and <clears> this <throat> was a radical act of civil
1: disobedience. It, it is.
2: It no, is. Seriously. That was also unimpeachable.
1: Also true.
3: Also true. I am a woman uh, praying.
1: Uh huh. For the. Soul Souls? of our, My Husband and a Nation. That's right. Demon Rum. You're going to fuss with this?
2: I can't think of a book with more booze in it than the Bible, but go off. Okay. <laughs> Demon Rum. What, like they, Jesus made liquor. <laughs> Jesus made liquor. He didn't make rum. No, he didn't. Yeah. Um, Francis Willard was created with a solidifying the cult of true womanhood. With all of its piety, purity, and devotion to domesticity. Which is really funny if you think about all the work that goes into organizing an organization like uh-huh. the WCTU work that keeps mothers away from their motherly hey. duties uh-huh. Willard cast herself as quote a noble maid called reluctantly from her domestic duties to the podium or only because her female sympathy impels her to speak for the helpless and the weak. Please hold your Phyllis of comparisons to the end.
1: (laughs) I'm just a woman trying to save my family. family. So this
2: worked I guess in small towns but in cities with large immigrant populations and like (laughs) right now it starts it's like it just in Ohio. So like Cincinnati and Dayton (laughs) are like fuck this shit. Um, large groups of drunk men would follow them
1: around, <laughs> yeah. harassing, them, harassing them, throwing
2: rocks at Thanks, them. Thanks, guys. Oh, that's not cool. Bartenders <laughs> would pretend to invite them in for prayer and then dump buckets of beer on them before, and forcing them back in the snow. In Cincinnati... <sighs> to be dicks about it, guys. In Cincinnati... Fire trucks sprayed them with freezing
1: water. Oh, man.
0: Okay, look. Oh, God damn it.
1: I know. Look, this is... Nobody's right. Nobody's right here. Yes, yeah. Nobody's yeah, right. you're right. Yeah. You're right. Well, I... I, but, like, <clears throat> I mean, I can't complain. Uh, drinking is drinking, but I can't complain. It's like, I'm not allowed to have a job, and my husband has drunk up his entire paycheck on the day he got it. And comes home and beats, beats me shit. up. And now yeah, I have no. syphilis. I have syphilis, uh-huh. no food. Five kids and no a husband recourse. who's passed out like, and nothing else I can do about it. All okay. of
0: this is my fucking problem all now. This all of this is my, my fucking problem. Because my husband is a child. And
1: yes. at the same
2: time, you ladies walking around and like praying outside the bars are not helping me. You're not going to.
1: Right. There needs to be a different kind of reform. Mm-hmm. But no. But no. Because you have, because you've been forced into the church mindset. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So,
2: nevertheless, the movement spread. Women marched in 911 communities in 31 states and territories, wow. closing down some 1,300 liquor cellars for the time being. For the time being.
1: That was 31. That was like pro- most of the states that we had at that time. <laughs> states and
2: territories. That's right. Many women were flush with power and agency for the first time. Yes. But massive social protest is time consuming. Yes. And it was difficult to sustain these victories because even if they didn't want to go back home and make dinner, many of the women had to. Had to. And once the saloon they backed off, then saloons would reopen. Right, exactly. But there was more to the WCTU than just closing saloons. Right. Since each branch was run locally, they could champion whatever issues they held dear. And this positioned them down the line as women's... Powerhouses of organization, right, right. Under the banner of the WCTU, women were given legitimacy and allowed to organize. Yes, some chapters, depending on where they were, were more progressive than others, and they set their agenda accordingly. Some focused on sanitation, prostitution, international peace. Hey, so
1: like the WI.
2: Like the hey. WI. At the same time, many black women were active in the WCTU's quote department for work among Negroes. <laughs> That's a. a, That was the W, like the national uh WCTU had several different committees, right? Umbrella organizations. that we'll talk about, and one of them is the Department for Work Among Negroes, and um, African American women were allowed to allowed to. That sounds terrible.
0: Yeah, it does. To
2: organize their own chapters. Yes. The most notable African American in the WCTU was a woman named Frances Ellen Watkins Harper. Harper was a writer, orator, poet, teacher, suffragette, and she was the head of the Department for Work Among Negroes it, from girl. 1883 to 1890, and she was a super big believer in sisters doing it for themselves. Yes. She worked with the WCTU because, quote, it was the most important women's organization push for expanded federal power. Yes. So it's not necessarily that she was, like, down with these ladies, but she's like, okay. Okay this
1: is an organization that's got national legs that's got national legs yeah. and since black women are not expressly forbidden uh-huh
2: and uh there's a lot more to this but um a lot of the african-american chapters for the wct were more in the north yeah so in francis ellen watkins harper's role as superintendent of the quote Colored section of Philadelphia and Pennsylvania WCTU. Mm -hmm. So she was like the chapter leader for the Philadelphia and Pennsylvania WCTUs. She facilitated both access and independent organizing for black women, promoting the collective action of all women as a matter of both justice and morality. Quote, activists like harper and francis willard campaigned not only for racial and sexual equality but also for a new understanding of the federal government's responsibility to protect rights regulate morality and promote social welfare wow harper was turn my page Disappointed, however. <laughs> Harper because was when Willard, disappointed. Because when Willard gave priority to white women's concerns rather than supporting black women's goals for gaining federal support for anti-lynching laws, hey. defense of black rights, or abolition of the convict lease system. Yes. So Harper was like, okay, I'm working in your organization,
1: bench. <laughs> Can we do some of my... Org- but i'm trying not to get murdered later uh, in her life harvard denounced the wctu has been drinking (laughs)
2: yeah later in her life harvard denounced the wctu as racist and it was but she was still a staunch advocate for temperance
3: right and so
2: not surprisingly the wctu was especially segregated in the south
1: Uh, yeah Um, there were no integrated chapters okay it was either the WCTU or the like Negro Action WCTU. <laughs> well, no, you could all be your WCTU chapter.
2: Oh, but it- and you can work work like Harper did at the national. Okay, head of that chapter, but, but your meeting is your meeting be- is segregated. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, so it was segregated in the South where black women could have their own chapters, but ultimately they were under the umbrella of white organizers. Right. And these white women saw it like that they were giving these black women a chance to uplift themselves. You know, well, it's that radical, like
1: noblesse oblige. Yes, we gave them an opportunity. Uh-huh. As a result... Unfortunately, you did give them an opportunity because you had taken opportunities from them and then allowed yourself to give them an opportunity. And they
2: were like, okay, so as a result of this bullshit, black women in North Carolina started the WCTU Number 2, which bypassed the local white lady control on the local level and worked with the organization on the national level. Nice, And that way... Uh, since these national ladies were not in their business, the African-American women had more freedom to focus on things that they were important there in their communities, like lynching. Shit. <laughs> like lynching. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So while local chapters were segregated, white and black women both attended the national meetings. That's cool. A black woman named Naomi Anderson of Wichita. Naomi f- Campbell. Yes. <laughs> Can you believe it? Of Wichita was hired as a national organizer. Organizer. However, under the leadership of Francis Willard, the WCTU still struggled with the recruitment in the South. And I was like, I guess it's because other Southern women didn't want to be part of an integrated organization, no matter how separate
1: Uh, that
2: integration is. Right. It's
1: like, technically, we don't have to meet, but technically, this is an
2: integrated Uh group. So, around 1890... Willard messed with the wrong lady Oh, when she was kind of ho-hum on Ida B. Wells' anti-lynching campaign. Oh shit, don't mess with Ida B. <laughs> Willard was quoted as saying, better whiskey and more of it is the rallying cry of great dark-faced mobs. I'm sorry, could you say that again? Better whiskey and more of it is the rallying cry of great dark-faced mobs. The safety of women, of childhood, of the home is menaced in a thousand localities. Uh, Wells put Willard on blast by saying Willard, quote, unhesitatingly slandered the entire Negro race in order to gain favor with those those who are hanging and shooting and burning Negroes alive. Yes, ma'am. Yes. I will fuck you up. I am Ida B. Wells. I am Ida B. Wells. (laughs) So, now it is time to talk about the most famous crusader of them all. Oh, yeah. Harry Nation. Yeah. You'll be superstars. Born Caroline Amelia Moore on November twenty-fifth, eighteen forty six, in Gerard County, Kentucky. Her family moved around a lot for different reasons. Uh, her dad's inability to hold a job being one of them. Right. Uh, also the Civil War. Yeah. And also her mom had quote unquote delusions. Uh, okay. Whatever that yeah. means some like some sort of mental illness. Um, Carrie's mother died in an asylum And she was sent there by one of her sons Who owed her money Who called the asylum and said My mom's crazy Oh god mm-hmm. uh, and This,
1: this, this is an 1840's asylum So uh-huh. this is like It really is Chained to the wall and sprayed with a hose like, kind of Yeah shit. exactly So Carrie really admired her dad though. Okay, He was never <laughs> seen without a corncob pipe And I guess then a button nose, and she was made anybody. out of coal. No, it ain't.
0: always comes back to Burger lives. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. He was never no, seen no, without no, a corn no, cob no. pipe, and I guess his teeth were just <laughs>
2: like stained nubs or something. <laughs> yes. Anyway, in an effort to be more like her dad, Carrie filed her teeth down so they too no, would be no, tiny no, nubs. No, oh, God, no. God, <laughs> no. What? She's <Jeez> Louise. No. <laughs>
0: yes. no.
3: Oh, no.
2: no. no. They were probably nubbish anyway.
1: Carrie, honey.
2: Did she share her brother's delusions? <laughs> well, I'm gonna read a little more. I and mean, then, like we'll all judge. <laughs> we'll all be the judge here. So in 1865, Carrie married a man named Charles Gloyd. <laughs> Gloyd <laughs> who was both a physician in the Union Army and an alcoholic. Bless. He what lived laudanum, him though. <laughs> he lived in a room with Carrie's family like boarded in the house and her parents were like absolutely no you cannot spend time with him at all but she was like totally into him and she would leave like notes and books and um carrie's mother said he was quote an active drag on the energies of those around him. Damn, Mom. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and she's like, I am mentally ill. It's, However. Th- it
0: sounds like her mother's main crime was being perceptive.
1: Exactly. I was going to say, she was so mentally ill, she went all the way to the 21st century and was like, honey, no. No. <laughs> so, um, so Carrie busted her ass to marry this guy. Correct. Okay.
2: Even though he was totally alcoholic, Carrie's parents naturally disapproved of the union but she got married anyway uh charles gloyd showed up drunk to the wedding and was dead by 1869 okay this lit a fire under carrie yeah. who became a passionate crusader against liquor in 1874 <laughs> she married a man named david nation yeah. they who was like totally upfront about just needing a woman to Run his household.
1: Okay, he's okay. like I need so, to was,
0: marry a maid. She she accepted a job as an office manager.
2: Basically,
1: <laughs> yeah. basically.
2: Yeah. All right. So they settled in Medicine Lodge, Kansas, mm. where she either started her own or enjo- or joined the local chapter of the WCTU. Okay, Kansas had already banned the sale of li- sale of liquor, but like nobody gave a fuck. No. No. And there was a joke that there were signs out in Western Kansas that said, no beer here, near beer, three miles. Yeah. So Carrie got to work. At first, she worked with the WCTU, but they were, quote, too passive for her. (laughs) Oh, get him, Carrie. She lobbied the governor. He didn't give a shit. No, he was so drunk at the time. He was. So her methods escalated from simple protests to serenading saloon patrons with hymns accompanied by the hand organ, <laughs> yeah, greeting bartenders with pointed remarks such as "Good morning, destroyer of men's souls." <laughs> I think we should bring that one back, Morning, Carrie. <laughs> but nothing worked. They would also have signs that said "All nations served here except Carrie." That wasn't uh-huh. until a little bit later. Right now, she's still working in Kansas. Gotcha.
0: Also, P.S. All nations were not served. Also, that's there. It's
2: also it's, it's, the Chinese exclusion. Uh, on June fifth, nineteen hundred, Carrie had a vision from God. Thank heavens, she said. The next morning, I was awakened by a voice which seems to be speaking in my heart, and these words, go to Kiowa, which is a small town in Kansas, and my hands were lifted and thrown down, and the words, I'll stand by you, and the words, go to Kiowa, were spoken in a murmuring musical tone, soft and low, but I'll stand by you is very clear, positive, and emphatic. I was impressed by this great inspiration, and the interpretation was very clean. It was this, Take something in your hands and throw at these places in Kiowa and smash them. Wow. Okay. So she fucking did. She <laughs> fucking did. She gathered several bricks, smashers as she called them, into her buggy and proceeded to a quote refreshment stand on <laughs> June seventh. Was just like two days after her vision, announcing, men, I have come to save you from a drunkard's grave. And then she began to destroy <laughs> the saloon stock with her cache of rocks and bricks. Smashing mirrors and bottles, breaking out windows, destroying furniture, she said she, quote, felt invincible when oh, she threw yeah. a billiard ball at a bartender's head. God
3: bless America. Wow. She
2: busted up three saloons that day. Shit, Carrie. People oh. gathered in the street, and Carrie introduced herself as God's right arm. Yeah, no mental illness here. She Cops,
0: naturally,
1: That's and President okay.
2: William McKinley for not enforcing the law.
0: <laughs> people,
2: people. Fuck you, people McKinley.
0: People on the Gary Nation's shit list. Cops, William McKinley.
2: <laughs> they did not enforce the law, especially. Uh, she especially hated them when she got arrested. Well. Because <laughs> she was like, why am I being arrested for destroying property that in Kansas is illegal? Well.
0: Uh, I mean, that is uh, Which is like,
2: if I bust up a meth lab, am I a criminal? Right,
1: hi. Destro-
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: Destroy my property. I destroyed your meth lab. That's right. So the mayor of Kiowa declared that nothing
1: happened, and let (laughs) Uh, her go. All right, I guess it's stuck in a a legal dilemma there. Good job, (laughs) Carrie. Three saloons have been destroyed. With bowling balls and
2: rocks. (laughs) Billiard balls and rocks. Bricks. Smashers. Then she went on to Wichita and set her sights on the fanciest bar in town, was called the Carrie Hotel Bar.
1: No relation. None.
2: (laughs) On her way in, someone handed her a hatchet. Oh,
1: yeah. Having found her weapon of
2: choice, Carrie went, Ape shit. That's right. Swinging it around her head saying, don't come near my hatchet. It might fall on you. Yeah. Well? She busted up crystal decanters, some chandeliers, all the rungs out of the chair. She hacked at the bar itself. It was $3,000 worth, $3, worth of damage and she called it hatchetation. Hatchetation. She was again uh-huh. arrested and when brought before the court, she called the uh, judge, your dishonor. Whoa. And she uh, did go to jail this time for a Snap. She said, fuck your punishment. <laughs> Claiming that being in jail gave her strength. I was going to say. It inspired and purified letter her. Letter from a Birmingham jail, just right that. Especially when she started getting letters from other women who were all for Carrie's methods and wanted her to come to their towns. And she signed her letters, your loving home defender. Yeah. Newspapers were all over this shit. Yes. They claimed that she was, I mean, like, obviously it's happening. Right, they right, claimed right. that she was a secret drinker. A man in women's clothing. A small man. <laughs> a small man. A giant. Possibly a werewolf? Excuse me, wait, a giant? A giant and a werewolf? Or possibly a were- yes? Oh, so it's, it's an or like The thing. smallest giant? <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean what? But a giant could bust up.
1: A fucking- <laughs> Can you see her with your eyes? Because she's not much taller than anybody else.
3: This is she was
2: bad. also a big believer in um in um. I say loose clothing, but, but like, non-restrictive, non-restrictive clothing. clothing. Yeah, like clothing she, she, reformation. Right, yeah. yeah, she wasn't was like in for corsets, but she yeah. did wear, her Her dresses were, like, kind of frumpy, but they did have, like, ribbons and buttons. Right. And, and so they were very feminine, but she's like, I don't have I'm time for this corset
1: shit. shit. No. How I, can I get hatchetating? <laughs> I need to breathe. I need, I need to
0: breathe. <laughs> I, I need freedom of movement in this, because <laughs> I, kind of, I, I do a lot of movement of my arms. Right, for my like,
1: arms.
2: The I have, back
0: to the front rapidly, also mm-hmm, top to down.
2: Mm-hmm. She was so popular that she started her own newsletter called The Smasher's Mail. And <laughs> a newspaper called The Hatchet. Hatchet! To raise money, she sold little hatchet lapel pins. I want one. That said... Because she would, her name is Carrie. C-A-R-R-I-E. Mm-hmm. But later she changed it to C-A-R-R-Y. And oh. her middle... Name was A, and so the little pin said "Carry A Nation." Nation. Got it. And she sold them for fifty cents, which is a lot. Not yeah. And they funded her travel, her food, (laughs) police bail. You (laughs) know, more hatchets. At time, at some point, she divorced her husband, saying, "David isn't a bad fellow. He's just too slow for me." Hell yeah, Carrie. She traveled all over the U.S. and Canada giving lectures, smashing, getting arrested. She went to Europe. In Scotland, she gave a lecture called How I Smash, Why I Smash, and How You Can Smash. You. I
1: wonder how she was received by the Scots, <laughs> I, I tell you. Can't, they were like, I like her violence. but <laughs> That's right.
0: The violence is good. They, they had a fuck. great
1: deal to say. Unfortunately, she could not understand any. Not of a word. <laughs> and so she was butt on. June 9th,
2: 1911, a 65-year-old Carrie Nation collapsed during a speech in Eureka oh. Springs, Ar- Arkansas, oh, and man, she died there. shortly thereafter.
3: Aww.
0: Eureka so, Springs is a nice place to go, though. It is a nice is place, a nice place to I, go. Go. I mean, both, you know, on vacation and permanently.
2: For <laughs> Hatch Day. For Hatch Day. So. <laughs> go Carrie. Lest you think that the WCTU was all about smashing and praying, they did <laughs> other <laughs> stuff as well. We'll hatching and praying them and, them and living and hoping. And hatchetating <laughs> and hatchetating. It's <laughs> not in the dark.
3: That will get you into the <laughs> house. So if you're looking to find a drink, you can <laughs> share.
1: All you got to do, do is hatching, hatching and, and smash it. And pray.
2: Willard and do everything <laughs> just like francis willard you will be, be his so okay so francis willard encouraged them to do everything so under this edict the wctu created the committee for work with fallen women oh yeah which was later changed to the social purity committee That's much
3: better. Which worked to combat
2: domestic violence and exploitation. That's very good. Mm -hmm. While the home protection ballot supported women's suffrage. Excellent. Hundreds of programs were implemented across the nation, allowing women to teach temperance to children, advocate for prison reform and free kindergartens, to run nurseries, Sunday schools, homeless shelters, homes for pregnant single women and sex workers, uh, the WCTU members supported such far-reaching reforms as turning the page, Ooh. labor reform, suffrage, disarmament, and quote sensible clothing, meaning nice, like, yeah, like clothing I, I can breathe in. I totally They also opposed the manufacture of c- cigarettes and uh, vivisection.
1: See, I, I um, unfortunately I agree with the WCTU on quite a <laughs> few <three> things. <laughs> exactly. I am oh. also anti vivisection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of these sound great, right? They kind of do. Kind of. Except? Sort of. I'm waiting for the other shoe. Well, here it
2: comes. <laughs> the WCTU was really concerned with prostitution and how to save women from
1: sinking into degradation. Okay. Deg- oh, boy. Prosecute the men who were buying sex? <laughs> never. Okay, just say.
0: Heavens no. Got
2: it.
1: First of all, alcohol. Okay. The
2: Social Purity Committee was focused on preventative measures. Fo- Step one, never touch alcohol of any kind. Step two, salvation, the end Gotcha Not so fast In many places the age of consent was like 10 10 years years old old. Like
1: if you've got a period, this
2: Uh is the age of consent Uh So they campaigned to raise that to 13 That's something
1: (laughs) On the argument that if a
2: 10 year old girl cannot own property Then she cannot be married Yes can a 13-year-old girl own property? I, I don't know. This
1: is no. really hurting my heart, but yeah.
2: <sighs> they mm-hmm. thought that raising the age of consent meant that men would no longer seek out sex with even younger girls, okay. which is... They were wrong. They were wrong. less Bless them for trying. <laughs> but also, it's like 13, that's still not... Anyway. Oh, I
0: know. oh, God.
2: In fact, many men, as you will be shocked to learn, Gee. hardly... Post, ...raising the age of consent... ...saying shit like men were... ...liable to imprisonment for life... ...for yielding to the solicitation of a prostitute... yeah, ...or by saying... ...there are All wild, bad, and perverted girls... ...who would lay traps for inexperienced boys... Yes. ...who are not over 18 years of age... ...and by threats thereafter... ...blackmailing them into marriage... ...that's it... Mm-hmm. ...absolutely... ...those poor boys... ...since
0: really familiar to me... ...I, Ray-
2: know. Yeah, I know... ...thank right? god life's not heard like this, this, this ...also raising the age of consent... Would impugn upon the man's freedom to have sex well, with freedom. whomever he wants.
0: Great. Who
1: fucking who? Bitches,
3: man.
0: <laughs> I can't get the play because you made me wear a mask. Mm.
2: <sighs> the WCTU also provided a rudimentary sort of sex education. Yes. By telling young girls, like, if a man invites you upstairs to look at his etchings, don't, don't go. go.
1: Yeah. So this so is far. what oh, he expects.
2: Uh huh. This is what he is going to do. This is what he's really asking. Make sure not to get into it's those situations. Important. Because... The moment you're ruined, you have no recourse other than prostitution. Yeah. Uh, so
1: it's, oh. it's not like, and, oh. it, and, and, and if you go up to his room and he rapes you, you're ruined. You're ruined. That's <laughs> yes. it. That's right. That's Good on you. Good luck trying to accuse him of rape because you obviously went up there of your you own accord. You
2: went to his room. No doubt tempted with cheap trinkets, possibly booze. And the only real eh, mm-hmm. way a girl could sort of accuse a man of rape mm-hmm. is if
1: she died. During the process, during the process, um, then it would be bad. Okay, mm-hmm. got it.
0: Yeah. I have a question about the ability of the dead to accuse people in court, but I'll save right. that for the end.
2: Shh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then, then she died like sort of a pure. She yeah, died. She was right. obviously ruined.
1: Right. She went right to heaven because it wasn't her fault. <laughs> right. She but if to she die. went up there oh. and didn't die and didn't die, then it was then her fucking right. fault. Now she's
2: and a she, prostitute now she's a whore. So. Some WCTU chapters were able to get police matrons Hired in several cities okay. um, There was an organization in New York Called the Florence Crittenden Mission That mm-hmm. was set up to reform prostitutes And un- unwed mothers by teaching them life skills and shit Jesus I know.
1: Um, but they would send so yeah. out how to make paper flowers <laughs> Right I know lampshades. Uh-huh. It's
2: like well you're still ruined <laughs>
0: Yes However
2: Yes but they would send out representatives to women's courts or juvenile courts and wear white ribbons that saying that said Florence
1: Crittenden Home. Can I help you? Okay, so okay, I kind of like them. It actually. is nice. So mm. within their time, within their strictures, within the beliefs, within the shit that was going on, it sounds like they at least attempted to do good. They things. They did attempt to do good things. Yes,
2: and for weird, yeah, well, not weird reasons, but just like well, it's like this is an attempt to do good things, but the problem is. You still think that these women are ruined. Right. And, right. Yeah. And they're fucked. And see. they're fucked. And so now, like, they live on the charity of the Florence Crittenden mission. And, like, maybe someday yeah. they'll be able to sell paper flowers or Some, matches yeah, or they'll something. They'll never be married, no, which is what women's no, supposed to do. No, no, be. no. And their children will always be bastards. Yes. So all of this stuff was happening at the end of the 19th century, which was really parallel to the rise of suffrage. And right, we right, know right. that, like, Susan B. Anthony and, um, Elizabeth Katie, Stanton Mm -hmm. Were
1: early temperance ladies Yes
2: Um, But that also made men Hate them even more
1: Yeah well Fuck (laughs) them Men will always come up With a reason to hate you maams. No matter
2: what you do No matter what you do Earlier I mentioned uh, German immigrants In their breweries Yes Uh, Miller Bush Schlitz Pabst (laughs) Blatz Do these names Sound familiar to you? Yes I said (laughs) all of the big ones Who continued to churn out Crap beer I (laughs) hope it was better then But anyway, these brewery owners had a lot of money, and so they formed a lobby, and so whenever the WCTU would come to towns fighting for temperance laws, the lobby always turned out and voted them down. Right. Now, at the turn of the 20th century, when the suffragettes really got organized and more visible, thanks in part to the organizational skills they learned in the WCTU, men were even less welcoming. Why the fuck would we give women the vote if all they want to do is ban Alcohol. alcohol And the temperance movement did not work In the suffragette's favor I bet it did At didn't. all
3: Yeah, yeah it no didn't. joke
2: It didn't On October 28th, 1919, the Volstead Act became the law of the land. Also known as Prohibition, it went down in history as one of the most bullshit and foolhardy laws ever passed in the United States. And
1: It wasn't a law. It was a constitutional amendment. Constitutional amendment. amendment. I mean, the Fugitive Slave Act was really fucking bad, too. But this is a constitutional Constitutional amendment. amendment. And I have heard that cited as the time that America stopped caring about the law. Yes. Yeah. That at that point, Americans said, "Well, I'll obey the laws when I want to." Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, and and but and how could you not? You know, it made because it made ordinary people's into criminals.
1: Right. Yes. It made. Right. Ordinary I'm people- not actually doing. It's like I am not a drunkard who's beating my wife. Mm-hmm. I'm having a glass of it wine. Is. Yeah, like it is. And it's like the law trying to police morality.
2: Yes. Uh huh. So, if you want to learn more about what led up to the passage of the 18th Amendment, watch Ken Burns' Prohibition. That is a very interesting documentary. It's three episodes, three, like, two hours, hour and a half Mm -hmm, episodes. mm -hmm. I certainly did, and I cited a lot from that. So, the WCTU was thrilled, naturally. Yes. But... Except they were not the WCTU and all of their acts and protests and prayers and Uh stuff had very, very, very little to do with the passage of the Volstead Act. So
1: just a bunch of girls.
2: In 1893, also in Ohio, an organization called the Anti-Saloon League was for, was founded. It made up it was made up of the same pious Protestants as mm. the WCTU, but the Anti-Saloon League was headed up by a man oh. named Howard Hyde Russell. Phew, thank God. And the league used mass media and mass communications to get shit done and quickly overshadowed the WCTU.
1: <laughs> mass media, billboards and telegrams? Oh, wait.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, this was back when like every town had like eight newspapers.
3: That's (laughs) That's also true. true. No,
1: here's what they
2: did. Before the passage of the Volstead Act, uh, the League of, the Anti-Saloon League compiled a list of 13,000 businessmen. Mm -hmm. I almost wrote business, no, it's businessmen. No, just kidding. Who supported prohibition. And they gave these men their instructions. One man described the outcome. We blocked the telegraph wires in Congress for three days. One of our friends sent... 75 telegrams, each signed differently with the name of one of his subordinates. The campaign was successful. Congress surrendered. The first to bear the white flag was Senator Warren Harding of Ohio. He told us, frankly, he was opposed to the amendment, but since it was apparent from the telegrams that the business world was demanding it, he would submerge his own opinion and vote for submission.
1: Welcome to America, ladies and gentlemen. That
2: is what Congress did to sit up and take notice. It was not the WCTU. No. It, Prohib-
0: it sounds like it was a, An extremely vocal uh, Screeching minority
2: uh, yeah, Yes of, of businessmen um, uh, Interesting Of white men That, that went without right. saying really. uh, So <laughs> <clears throat> Throughout Prohibition the WCTU Continued to do their stuff um, But when the Act was repealed when the Volstead Act was Repealed in 1933 then President Ella Boole Wept
1: Oh no, this will be the end of the nation.
2: The WCTU continues
1: to this day. Really? To what? find out more, go to WCTU.org. Oh. Can I get a hatchet? Sadly, no. Is the real hatchet? Please tell me that the real hatchet's in the Smithsonian or something. No, actually, um, as I said it later, there's, a you know,
2: Criminal with Phoebe Judge. Yes. Episode 75 is called The Woman Who Would Carry A Nation. Yes, okay. And she goes to... a. Maybe she's it might be the Kansas Historical Society. Oh, okay, Yeah. She goes oh. to Kansas. And I think there were many hatchets. I'm sure there was more than one. But is there a hatchet? Right. There is a hatchet okay, of hers. Yeah. And there are pins and stuff like that. Oh, that'd
1: be worth going to the Kansas
2: uh-huh.
3: Historical
1: Society.
2: Yeah. So, OK, so here's a couple of things that I want to talk about is how the WCTU... It just says, discuss radical conservatism and how it carries on to this day. Yeah. And it's very much that sort of, raz- ra- it's like, we're just trying to help. We're trying to help, we're trying to help families. We're trying to help families. We're- and also, you're wrong and you're burning in hell. Uh-huh. But we're trying, we're trying to, to help, help your family.
1: We're
0: just here for your family.
2: And all of this organization that these women were doing, it's just like Phyllis Schlafly, wanted women's right to stay home mm-hmm. and mind their <laughs> own business.
0: because well, they sure as fuck didn't have that right before. Right. Exactly. Quote, unquote, exactly. before, right. Right? It's like,
1: can we have that right or? The no. right to not stay, no. No no, no. no, 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 You yeah, can have
0: the right always- to do what I decided you should be doing. Uh-huh. You're there was- welcome. There are
1: willing to work against other women. There are. Uh-huh. There, there are. are.
2: It's just like how um, the whole thing about, like, white people will vote against their own interests as long as you tell them that there's a black person. person that might benefit <laughs> from might it. Might benefit from uh-huh. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. At the end of the Prohibition documentary, Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I cannot remember this woman's name. Uh, But she was like, she was kind of a socialite, Mm -hmm. wealthy. And she she got to the point where she was like, fuck this shit. I am not a boozer, you know? Yeah. I am not a criminal. I am not. And she was the first woman to sort of speak out against... These other women From her rich white woman Right Sometimes the only
1: Person It's Uh like I have to I am Uh Lady Bird Johnson And I have have to to tell you this this. And she's just like This is bullshit Uh The majority of Americans it's like uh, the alcohol is not evil. Yes, alcohol is not evil. People who drink too much alcohol spend their wife, their entire family uh-huh. fortune and beat their wives are evil, but that's their problem. That's their problem. Not evil, but have problems. And like yeah, also, they commit
0: evil acts.
1: It, yes, it commit be evil, evil acts. Lives. But it's also be like
2: evil. Alcohol is not the root of all evil no. in the world. No, and what the fuck? People have been drinking alcohol since right they since were able people to rub some grains together uh-huh. and leave it in a closet. <sighs> yes. Um, so, also, and this is a sort of a sidebar that I didn't want to get too much into because this is not the prohibition That's podcast. But, like with the German brewers, prohibition gained legs because um, immigrants were coming to the city. Yeah. Immigrants from Germany, uh-huh. Italy. Ew. You know, Bra- Poland and things. Poland and things, where they all drank beer yeah. and liquor as part of their culture, and so these radical Protestants, Pro- right? Then the Puritans who'd fucking been there forever, been there forever, and it started to show up as policing and xenophobia, and who has the right to call themselves an
0: American? Oh, great! Oh, so it was. Wow. It was. They managed to wrap uh, anti-immigrant sentiment yes, it, into did.
3: it. A
2: huge, how delightful. Huge Part the
1: immigrants are the ones who are drinking. is the one... All they want We good Protestants aren't drinking. We're not drinking. It's no. the Italians and the, the, the Italians and, and the stuff. And
2: it's like... You're just like this I'm is like racism against it. other white people, too. Yes. Yes, it is. Seriously. Yes. Which is
1: amazing. Xenophobia.
2: It's xenophobia. It is. And, like, we're not even going to get to the Chinese Exclusion Act, which I'm going to, like, here's a little soup song mm-hmm. of how horrifying the Chinese Exclusion Act is. The people from China were seen as unable to assimilate. Yeah. Um, because they were... Uh, so foreign (laughs) they were so well they weren't christians and so unlike germans and italians and polish people at least they were christians Christians. but they they were catholic even if they were catholics but the they were just chinese Chinese. i'm like i don't even know you don't even have an alphabet no (laughs) no exactly it was fucked up but yes prohibition Mm -hmm. it was part of
1: xenophobia and who gets to call themselves an american
0: Wow. Yeah, uh-huh.
1: Andrea Dworkin's white right-wing women. That's the book I was trying to think of a minute ago. Okay, about how, oh, oh about, yeah, about how women like Phyllis Schlafly. Yes, mm-hmm. it's called Right-Wing Women by Andrea Dworkin. Uh-huh. That
0: sounds fascinating. Yeah, it is. It is.
1: Well, it's the whole thing about well, you know, like there's always been a
2: Karen. Yes, and like it used <laughs> to be called like I think like during like. You know, in the antebellum south and stuff, there was a. It was sort of like Lady Mary, yeah. I think was the. You know, that's what they called Mm -hmm. Lady Mary. I remember hearing this specifically in relation to uh, the woman who ratted out uh, Emmett Till. Yeah, basically, basically saying um, falsely accused Emmett Till, falsely (laughs) just
0: basically murdered.
2: Yes, condemned him to death. Um, These southern white women were given. No agency, no credit None. for anything. No. But the moment that they spoke up and said, he whistled at me, suddenly that they were like pampered treasures. Yes. And they got all the attention. Right. And now you are the bell. And now we you all are, flock around all you. all flock around you. And we all know that women will turn on each other. Yes.
1: Women are socialized to compete for male attention. <clears they <clears are. <throat>
2: so. But, but my resources sources <laughs> your was um when I looked at the WCTU, there wasn't a lot of stuff I could find. Even though they fucking still exist to this day, okay. Yeah, there wasn't a lot, but the best resources I found were the Phoebe Judge criminal podcast about uh-huh. the women who would carry a nation. Um there was a there's a history podcast called Dig,
3: Aww. which is super
2: good. And it was called For Heart and Health and the Rights of Women, Radical Christianity in Pursuit of the Conservative Ends in Nineteenth in the 19th Century. And it was super good. Um I could not get an episode number out of it. Okay. But it's if you history dig history podcast. For Heart and Health and the Rights of Women, Radical Christianity in Pursuit of Conservative Ends in the 19th Century. And that was really good and Brian and I listened to it on the porch the other night and at the very beginning they started talking I was like, man, this is some Phyllis Schlafly shit. And then later on at the end they <laughs> mentioned Phyllis Schlafly and I was like, ah, oh,
1: see, me, see,
2: I see! Uh-huh. Um, I also watched uh, Ken Burns' Prohibition. Yes. And there's also a two-part American experience called The Vote. Ooh. Which also talked about how <clears throat> the WCTU allowed women Did not help the suffragists It did not help the suffragists But it also helped In their ability to organize
1: Right It helped earlier And then did not help later Uh Yeah So No I will say that I'm very surprised At what I've just learned About how It's like well that does seem Like fairly or like Super proto-feminist organization. It was a super proto-feminist organization. It's like, I should be allowed to speak up again. <laughs> like, my husband beats me. Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh.
0: It's just all about organizing. Yes. And that is why people in power get hate to union. Hate unions pissing themselves and screeching any time there is even the merest whiff of their uh, exploitees I'm sorry workers yes. organizing Doing any sort
1: of work because fucking if we like unite and throw off our chains what are you gonna do about it <laughs> what are you gonna do right. and it's there also when you get us. to
2: cults cults you're not encouraged,
1: like the Kenja cult, people were not encouraged to talk about. No, and don't even, talk to each other. No, don't not talk at to all. each other. Not do not at organize. All. If, in Kenja, you said that you weren't even allowed to be like, oh, last night I went over to Steve's house and we watched a movie. No, but no, no, no. Yeah. No, you're not allowed to do that. Mm. All right. Well, that was fascinating. Thank you. Like, I was really pleased. Go, Bry.
0: Not to get too far down this road, but like, where are I, I think Carrie Nation proved, if, 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 if Carrie Nation proved was one thing. mistaken for a
2: small man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> would have
2: worn threw, cowboy
0: boots, jeans, and a paisley shirt if she couldn't. Threw a hatchet at <laughs> Gerald Ford.
2: <laughs> That's
1: right. You Bill your ball right to the bean. <laughs> it went off. It went off.
0: I was trying to go to a meeting.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Anyway, but uh, there's, if Carrie Nation proves anything, it's that, uh, you know, like, direct action works.
1: Direct action uh-huh. does work. It, it it does. It does. <laughs> Organizing works. That's direct why action works. They're mm-hmm. also afraid of. It. Also, don't cross I to be wells. Don't cross Ida to be Do not fuck with I to be well. Thanks for part to you, our dear listeners, this evening.
0: As <laughs> do not motherfuckers.
1: Alright. But
2: I was also very interested to learn about Harper.
1: Harper Valley PTA not
2: the Harper Valley PTA <laughs> <laughs> God, where's her name Frances it's- Ellen Watkins Harper oh yes she was she was an early like black lady leader yeah that cool. I, I had never heard I had her name never before heard. she was a writer orator poet teacher suffragette and she like yeah. had shit to do and she like grudgingly sort of joined the WCTU
1: because she's like okay okay this is
0: unfortunately the best game in town exactly yeah, oh, yeah so
1: I'm gonna get in and see if I can get some shit done uh-huh. Which and she, she did. did yes good job okay so here's All our right. score here's our question
2: is there a hat there's a hatchet there's a hatchet (laughs) so it gets close enough
1: close enough
2: what's on the agenda hatchetating smashing
1: (laughs) women's rights (laughs) getting booze abolished Getting booze abolished, no. Women's organization, yes. I'm so torn on this one. I am so torn I, on this one, too. Okay. I, I
0: hate to say it, but this is where math is helpful, because you can, like, balance I'm
3: oh, <laughs> uh, Dad's so, not even here this don't week. Tell
0: you, don't tell your dad I said don't that. I'm sh- sorry. Sh- Look, I didn't bring up Pythagoras.
2: Okay, I'm thinking. Okay. It's like, can I
1: separate?
0: No. <laughs> no, really. No. I can't.
1: Okay. I'm giving it higher, because I like the women's rights part of it. Me, too. Am I But not get... super high. No. <laughs> Am I going to get hazed? No. No. How much is this going to cost? Monetarily... Well, I mean, like maybe a little. Like some traveling money and stuff. You got to buy a hatchet. You got to buy a hatchet. <laughs> so, so a minimal amount. Bail okay. money. Bail, <laughs> always good. But
0: you don't have to pay to join the organization, no, you which don't is you don't have significant. To pay to Those
1: are all inc- incidental but expenses.
2: But you are paying with sweat equity.
1: Definitely. You are getting rocks thrown at you. You are getting a fire hose turned oh, at right. you. Right. Somebody's dumping beer, right? People are following you around and making fun of you. Mm-hmm. Your husband might dump you. Yeah. So you'll okay, so. have a little bit of yeah, cause. Okay, I'll put that up a little bit more. Non whites.
2: Uh, yeah Yeah Because of our pal Because of our pal And so even Right
0: though, However they were like heavily segregated Yeah And, and like yeah just. But kind they of,
2: were allowed to organize their own chapters with their own shit. Yes And the national Technically Convention it, They were included in the national convention And they mm. had Harper was on the, the head of the like Negro committee So it does get, Yeah It gets a little more Some integration points uh, is this a legit organization or a drinking club?
1: This is not a drinking <laughs> club
0: no, Specifically, not only is it not a drinking club It is not a drinking club for rich white men That's
1: right or I cannot stress men. to you enough that this is not a drinking club Exactly,
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: Okay Is there a Secret Symbols, Handshake, a song? There are lots of hymns uh, Yeah, songs, yeah mm.
1: so, Hymns count as so songs So many Someone hymns we'll give them a three
2: Is this going to be about Jesus? No, wait Is, oh. is there anybody famous? Other than the people we mentioned I read a list of famous people uh, uh, yeah. Lizzie Borden
1: Was Hell in the WCTU yeah. oh. Talk oh. about <laughs> There we go that ah. cool. that's She was a lesbian
2: She was <laughs> so, so I'm getting that a high score Because Lizzie because Borden Lizzie Is this going to be about Jesus?
1: Absolutely,
2: Absolutely. I If I could do the math hard. I would give that a negative Okay Sounds good. So I'm so just going to give
3: it a zero 10, you, you can but, yeah. 10, This is my 19,
2: two three four, four 13, five six seven fifteen six, five, sixteen seven That doesn't seem like enough 17 18 19 I got 49 I got 50 one hundred ninety-nine. 99! <laughs> no, it is.
0: That's an even 100.
1: No, no, It's 99. 99. It's 99. Yeah, I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> I just wanted it to be 100.
1: It's someday, Brian. Someday, someday you'll be get to 100. 100. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. But all right. we lift us
0: up where we
2: belong.
1: So, the <laughs> Women's Christian, Christian Temperance, Temperance Union. Union. Also name-checked in the Chad Mitchell trio song about the John Birch Society. Oh, ah, yes, yes. Oh, yes. All right, well, it's halftime. Um, we... Okay, look.
2: Listen, you guys. <laughs> there was a seltzer problem. <laughs> there's been a seltzer problem. First of all, there's been some hatchetation involved. Yeah, um, well, we had a big thing, oh, but no. If you oh. <laughs> go out by the air conditioner... Don't do it. Squeaky is selling Don't. bricks of, quote unquote, grape concentrate uh-huh. with labels <laughs> that strictly say, do not, under any circumstances, add sugar and water and put this in a dark place.
1: <sighs> However, you... It you, you- will make... If you go out by the air conditioner and follow instructions that Squeaky gives you, we are not responsible, responsible. okay? Furthermore- also, water is coming from the air it's conditioner. It's like dripping out of the air conditioner. It's like got Freon and dirt in it. <laughs> it's like there's an algae patch. <laughs> there's it's, an algae pack. It's
0: still cleaner than the water people were avoiding in order to also drink
1: that That is true. That is that very is true. true. But again, so, that's right. There
2: are no seltzers available- Today. Legally, today-
1: at your own risk. At your
2: own risk. Watch out for rocks and bricks and hatchets <laughs> and,
1: and billiard balls. Billiard Possible werewolf. <laughs> Possible werewolf. Billiards. <laughs> werewolf billiards. Bill- See you after yep. halftime. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> don't know it goes without saying but i'll say it one more time if you have gone out to the air conditioning units and had any of squeaky's beverages then that is on you that is on you why are you here you're not here for the
2: right reasons you're not here
1: for the right reasons we have interesting information to impart to you uh-huh. and if you just want to drink Freon you can do that on your own time okay Dudes. okay
0: Seriously.
1: Maybe this will lose us listeners, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying.
0: Uh, okay, like you know, it wasn't until um Erin you made the Instagram post with Squeaky's picture like I <laughs> guess from the day she tried to like kill Gerald. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Or like like so you had described her as like, you know, being like in a sleeveless red dress that, yes. you know, mm-hmm. I was picturing some kind of like, hmm, yeah, strange, ooh, culty thing. And like I was not prepared <laughs> for the literal goddamn Papa Smurf hat. Yeah. Yes,
1: Papa Smurf it hat. It's, hat. Like, it's not a hood. It's not a hood. No, it's just like an it's elf cap. It's an elf cap. <laughs> and it's not a, a cloak. A cloak either needs yes. no sleeves <laughs> no. or long sleeves. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right.
0: I know. And whatever. And it all it doesn't need
1: a goddamn Papa Smurf hat. It does hat. not need. And it's a Papa Smurf hat because it's red. It it it's is a Papa Smurf hat because it's red and it's like.
2: What should I wear To shoot at the president
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait and It's like that Liz Taylor Exactly <laughs> She's like little eye makeup Papa a Smurf hat She did not follow Chanel, Coco Chanel's no. rules About looking Turn in the And take down. one thing off Take off one thing No Two, I need yeah. it all I need it What if she did Take off one thing And we just don't know What <laughs> it She might have oh, she, she, oh, it. she had wristlets or
2: Something <laughs> like that well, like, you know, She was wearing Like a uh, like a <laughs> medieval a, a plague, plague
1: doctor mask. A plague doctor mask. Okay. <laughs> but,
0: you know, according to some sources, uh, it's possible what she took off was the round that was in the chamber.
1: Oh, That's true. It didn't go off. Oh, yeah. Squeaky was off. also really into non restrictive clothing. <laughs> That's, That's right. That's also true. Was she a member of the WCTU? The WCTU says nothing about acid. So no, maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> <sighs> well, well, okay. I am here to present to us another uh, possibility for our enlightenment and entertainment. Mm-hmm. It is very different does from this the
2: WCTU. W- <laughs> Doesn't have gowns and hats. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. And now we're dogging. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. We're going all the way back, ladies and gentlemen. If you ever watched Saturday Night Live during the John Lovitz years, yes, you may remember tales of ripples, tales of ripples, the Randy Dree. Boot flag. the randy B- B- I will say
2: that that episode that Tom Hanks hep, uh, hosted that time was maybe the greatest episode of SNL ever.
0: R- I, yeah, I will. The <laughs>
2: Randy boot flag was Watch also, it. the Brody for Aerosmith. Yes, yes. check one, check one. On Wayne's Sybilis. World, Sybilis. yes. Wayne's World, yes.
0: And he like came in among everything he did in the Wayne's World sketch. Like he comes in with like a
1: big gulp. <laughs> he
0: does, and like sets
1: it down <laughs> next to the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks is a national treasure. Tom Hanks is a national treasure. He's fucking hysterical. It's so good. But yes, Tales of Ripleys. Well, let me tell you that everything I have to tell you this evening takes place firmly within that.
2: Within the tales of, rib- the oh of ribaldry. Within the tales of ribaldry. People, so
1: everybody in this story looks like a founding father. Some of them are founding fathers. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, there's harlots. There's wenching. There's people saying things like, and then we saw the shape of thy mistress's buttocks. Oh, please. So, Do any, not leave me waiting. At any time this evening, if you feel like going, ooh, oh, I will. Please feel free as I launch into my tale of ribaldry about. The Hellfire Club.
0: Is this one from the X-Men?
1: The ad, I have. classic
0: X-Men look. Yes,
1: <laughs> it is. Oh, my there's God. There's an extensive Hellfire Club in popular culture, and it talks a lot about the X-Men. Oh, yes.
0: shit. Oh, man. So, get ready. I, I've got a lot I want to watch that, that X-Men
2: movie. There
3: you
1: go. So, um... Dude,
0: well, if it's based on the comics I read, it'll suck ass. <laughs>
1: uh... <laughs> well, I tried to watch a movie. Spoiler alert. There's a Peter Cushing film mm. called The Hellfire Club. Oh. He's, I was only able to find five minutes of it but I watched that five minutes and I want I will pay cash money to anybody else who can send me the rest of the Peter Cushing movie called The Hellfire Club. Dear Peter Cushing estate Witsable Kent, Kent. Kent. <laughs> Peter Cushing lives, lives in Witsable I have seen PDM him on, on bicycle. a bicycle He I is have seen so him by vegetables. vegetables Peter, Peter Cushing, Cushing lives in Wittsable. Wittsable. <laughs> yes so we are here Peter in Wittsable. Tales of no <laughs> <Rebelly. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. 18th century England Arguably there was never a better time To be a wealthy dissolute white man That's
3: really true They
2: worked really hard on
1: it (laughs) The new world had recently opened Providing all kinds of new opportunities For pillage and exploitation Correct, correct Servants were cheap, plentiful, and still knew their place in the divine cool. ordination. <laughs> Died early and often. <laughs> These newfangled sulfa drugs made serious inroads into the treatment of venereal disease. Mm. Not really, but they thought so. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> Uh, if there was one problem consistently faced by these poor, sad white guys, it was a dearth of entertainment activities. <laughs> we have too much money. They have so much money and so much time. In one sense, you could say British aristos, they're just like us. That's because fun. they were also looking for a club or organization to help them fill their time between parliamentary sessions, quelling native uprisings, knocking up scholarly maids. <laughs> They had a void to fill And to help them fill it The Lord gave unto this world Sir Francis Dashwood Eleventh Baron dispenser Not dispenser But dispenser uh-huh. Though a Baron dispenser Would be interesting Just dispensing go. Baron's I think that right. was like In the animated part Of Pink Floyd's The Wall Yes right. <laughs> It's like a Baron dispenser at some point. <laughs> Don't, spit your, Don't spit your seltzer On the computer bro. Don't waste it
0: it's one mould, but somehow the teeth come out differently every time. Every, time. every
1: time yes <clears throat> so Lord uh, Sir Francis Dashwood was born in seventeen o eight in London in Marlborough Street. He was his father's only son, so there right you away, go. uh-huh. He went to school at Eton. He was BFFs with Pitt the Elder, who was later Prime Minister. Mm-hmm. His, his father then passed away in 1721, so at the tender age of 15... Okay. A good age for a boy to become Just like... Just come into, oh, his, oh, un, into his
2: inheritance. No. Right.
1: He got the house title money, and this was still back in the day when the house and the title came with money. Yeah. And he was set for life and ready to become the staid, sober voice of responsibility in the land. <laughs> Just kidding. Or something. Actually, he set off on the Grand Tour. Right. Which was traveling around Western Europe. <laughs> I know. It was like, Is that hard? I mean... Well, it was a big thing. They all did it back then. I remember even in Gone with the Wind, she's talking she's about... talking like, about the they Grand went on their boys went on their Grand
2: Tour. But yes, that's coming from, like, Georgia. I mean, uh, going right. on your Grand Tour, like, what, you're going to Paris?
1: Yeah, it's like, have you never been to Paris? I guess maybe you haven't. I don't know. Shit. I don't know.
0: Whatever. It was, there was no tunnel.
1: There was no channel, but there were boats. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, yeah, he traveled around uh, in Russia for a while. He pretended to be Charles the 12th just to see just funnin'. what kind of tomfoolery he could get up to. Then uh, he decided to be the Prince of Sweden, who everybody in the Russian court hated the Prince of Sweden, as you do. <laughs> uh-huh. And so he decided to pretend to be the Prince of Sweden so he could seduce the Tsarina. Oh, yeah. How'd uh, that work how, how out? It great. worked out great because the Tsarina was nuts. And <laughs> so. She liked to do stuff like send all of her guards and soldiers out into St. Petersburg in the middle of the night to ring the fire alarm bells oh. and just like get everybody out of bed and rushing out into the street and then be just be like, ha ha, psych. was the
2: czar? Oh,
1: wow. um, her name was Anna. I don't remember mm. his name.
0: Peter the shitty? Peter
1: Alexander Ivan. Mm-hmm. Pick one. So yeah, it kind of backfired on him because she was like, okay. Yeah, and the czar's like, I will crush you. Right, but she did. She seized immediately upon the opportunity to cause a scandal by sleeping with a prince that everybody hated.
2: Who wasn't even the prince. Who wasn't even the
0: prince. Oh my God. It was
1: a bit of a pyrrhic victory for Dashwood because the czarina was not known for being beautiful (laughs) and indeed had been described as, quote, having a face so large her cheeks were like Westphalian hams. Oh, Wow. So, be careful what you wits for, Francis. In which case, he was just looking for a chance to act up, because bravo. He was later expelled from Vatican City for more shenanigans. Shit! And like Plenty of shenanigans were happening in the Vatican City. He, right. he, it was Holy Week, and he went to a chapel where penitents were... Uh, scourging themselves yes. with ritual string oh. scourges. Uh-huh. Well, he hung out around outside the chapel until they all got well into it. Uh-huh. He was dressed as the devil and had an actual bullwhip. Oh, Jesus <clears throat> Christ! <clears throat> busted in, screaming and lashing people with his whip, <laughs> oh, causing at least oh. one death by heart
2: attack.
1: Oh, <laughs> Francis, oh. such a kook! What? Oh. It's for joke. Uh, Even the corrupt-ass pope was like, you've got to go. Dude, stop. Yeah, he was expelled from Vatican City, yes. At 21, he was tricked into converting to Catholicism, which (laughs) is kind of funny. Sucker. He was on his He's like, is it going to get me laid? What, did you think it was
0: like a photo booth or something?
1: (laughs) (laughs) He was on another grand tour of Italy with a Catholic friend who did keep trying to convert him and being Mm. irritated with his penitent whipping pranks. Well I'm irritated with you Catholic Well at one point they were run out of a town And had to stay at a small country inn Dashwood was super drunk And in the middle of the night Outside some cats started like Making cat fucking noises (laughs) Dashwood woke up in a panic Thinking the demons were coming from And his friend was like Yeah these are demons coming from you Kneel down with me real quick And become a Catholic Which uh, which you're not supposed to be able It's like Catholic isn't Like becoming a Baptist It takes a while Well still Whatever Anyway But in the morning Dashwood woke up And was super pissed (laughs) He's like god damn it I'm a Catholic Woke up Catholic Woke up Catholic Yes Eventually he (laughs) headed back to London Because he was a peer And had to do House of Lordship (laughs) He's like I can't Because I'm Catholic he was still bored though and in 1732 founded the first of many social clubs with his best friend the Earl of Sandwich. Yes, yes that, that
2: Earl of Sandwich. Oh.
1: Bring me a meal that I can eat while I'm playing cards. cards. That's what, all they did. Bring me a meal I can eat while I'm fucking a whore right, because
0: that's right. what I just The Earl 20. of Subway. Yes.
1: yes. Though the exact date is unknown, the Society of Dilettanti, which was the first one. Uh, said to have been established as a gentleman's club in 1734 and it could be joined by anyone who had been on the grand tour. Oh. Yes. Okay. Records of the earliest meeting of the society were written on loose pieces of paper but the first entry in the first minute book is dated April 5th, 1736. And... I'm going to skip ahead. Spoiler alert. Is this a, just a drinking club? Yes. All 100%. 100% every single. What's on the agenda? For, whores. Whores and drinking.
0: For the very whitest men.
1: For the very whitest of all men. Yes. And like in the world. In the world point. at this mm-hmm. point. Yes. These yeah. The this the whitest of this men. This is Britain at the peak of their Britaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes.
0: I mean, probably at this point, too, honestly.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Not surprisingly, like 10 years later, in the United States, like temperance <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, first we that shot a lot of y'all, and then there was temperance. Uh-huh. In 1743, Horace Walpole, who was a rich white guy yes. with the rest of these, mm-hmm. also a writer who wrote the first Gothic novel, The Castle of Otranto. Oh. I read Ooh. it. Pretty decent, as novels from the 1700s go. He joined Wasn't his, he later prime minister Or was that a Walpole no uh, He was always just a writer Okay Because I recognize Almost everybody in this story But I also have an English degree So okay, yeah. yeah I'm just like Horace. Oh my god Lady Wortley Montague I read your letters But <laughs> I don't expect other people To know who these people are Jeff will know. Nah. Will uh, No. Horace Walpole, who was a member of the club, also condemned it yeah. by saying, this is a club for which the nominal qualification is having been to Italy and being a drunk. The two <laughs> chiefs are Lord Middlesex and Sir Francis Dashwood, seldom sober the entire time they were in Italy.
3: So, Walpole. Look,
0: nobody is sober in Italy. That's
1: the Except law. for you, Walpole.
3: Yeah. Jesus. Jesus.
1: The group was originally led by Francis Dashwood. Uh, and contained several dukes and was later joined by Joshua Reynolds, the painter. Oh. David Garrick, who is a very famous actor, director, and producer who revolutionized English theater and is buried at Poet's Corner. Oh, nice. And see, like, these plays have, like, plots. (laughs) Yeah, he (laughs) was like, you know what we need? Like, production values. That would be cool. A man named Richard Payne Knight, who was a classic scholar and connoisseur with particular interest in ancient phallic symbols. Gay shit. Oh, Indeed Oh the gay shit The
2: that's, origin of the gay just,
1: shit That's But that's only uh, nope. There is almost no gay shit In this club Let me tell you mm-hmm. That little passing Like I'm wow. interested They had to let him in Because he'd been to Italy they, they did have to let him in Because he'd been to Italy Yes <laughs> The society quickly became wealthy through a system in which all th- of their members made various <laughs> funds to supporting building schemes and archaeological additions. They also became quickly wealthy because they were all actually wealthy. Uh-huh. <laughs> the club that the dilettante club actually still exists. Mm. They have sixty members at a time elected via secret ballot, and they raise money for an English school in Rome and also to support various galleries and museums. All
2: right.
1: Okay. Well, that's right. Adam. Yeah. In seventeen forty four, he. He and the Earl of Sandwich founded the short-lived Divan Club for people who had visited the Ottoman Empire... To share their experiences, so we have divans and ottomans. we have divans and ottomans.
0: <laughs> oh my god! The like,
1: furniture empire of Turkey. <laughs>
0: like all I can think about while you're like reading this is the kids in the hall sketch where like that starts out with Scott Thompson <laughs> as the queen like addressing Canada for having abandoned the monarchy, and then like <laughs> they bust in with their like fucking short pants and like Grandmama, did you see our joke newspaper? It says Canada. (laughs)
1: monarchy.
3: Yes. Oh, yeah.
0: Maybe the greatest show ever made.
1: Oh, that was a great one. Uh, 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 The the Divan Club was disbanded two years later on order of the king for being blasphemous. Uh, Okay, that must have taken a lot. (laughs) Yeah, like yeah, that's a lot. In 1752, Dashwood founded what would eventually be known as the Hellfire Club. Now there had been a previous club of the same name. Going to slight digress, mm. Lord Wharton, who was made a duke by George the was a prominent politician with a, who, with two separate lives, both as a man of letters and as a drunkener, drunken rioter, infidel, and rake.
3: Hot <laughs> shit!
1: The members of Wharton's Hellfire Club are largely unknown. It was a satirical gentleman's club known to ridicule religion. It's for joke. It's for joke catching on to the then-current trend of blasphemy in England. <laughs> <laughs> All the cool kids are doing it. That's it. You know what's hot shit? Blasphemy. Blasting God. Oh, yeah. The supposed president of the club was the devil.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Members themselves did not worship demons or the devils, but they called themselves devils. Uh-huh. Wharton's Club admitted men and women as equals, which was unlike other clubs okay. at the time. Frankly,
0: shocking, yeah.
1: They met on Sundays at a number of different locations around London. One of the places was called the Greyhound Tavern, but because women were not often seen in taverns, meetings were also held in people's houses. According to at least one source, their activities include mock religious ceremonies and partaking in meals containing dishes like breast of Venus, the devil's loin, and Holy Ghost pie. Oh my God. And just eels and shit. I know. And they drank Hellfire Punch. It's like and,
0: th- this is just Mountain Dew, Code
2: Red. This is
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly, Speaking came to- of Hellfire Punch, my
2: concoction is now just a bunch of like foam. I'm sad. Oh, it's like this
1: is like rum soaked strawberries because that's not bad. It's not oh. coming through my straw though. Oh dang it!
0: It's an amazing dessert.
1: Mm. Members of the club came to meeting dressed as characters from the Bible. Wharton's Club ended in 1721 when George I put forward a bill against horrid impieties aimed specifically <laughs> Good at the- luck. Aimed specifically at the Hellfire Club. After the club was disbanded, Wharton became a Freemason, and then in 1722, he became the Grand Master Freemason of England. But Dashwood was too young to have been a part of that Hellfire Club. Okay. He and the Earl of Sandwich are alleged to have been members of an interim Hellfire Club that met at the pub called the George and Vulture Inn throughout the 1730s. But ultimately, Dashwood liked play acting and blasphemy so much that he made his own Hellfire Club. He's like, fuck this shit, I'm doing it myself. Right, right, right. The club motto was, Fais ce que tu voudras, do what thou will. A philosophy of life which first appeared in the book Mm Telemay by Rabelais. She left River City, Mm. the library building, but he left all the books to her. her. Chaucer. Rabelais Balzac Ball Balzac cheap, cheap 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 But yeah Rabelais They yes, based a lot of their it. shit on Rabelais Blasphemous works I've read some of those too Are they like It's the sort of thing where Okay Here in the year 2021 If I said you want to watch a dirty movie mm-hmm. And I showed you a movie from like 1980, I showed you like Porkies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah It's the same thing It's like you want to read a blasphemous book Read Rabelais And you're just like, like okay. okay But for back then Fucking porkies, let me tell you. <laughs> did, fucking filthy. Did you see boobs? You saw boobs. There were boobs. Yeah. And yes, uh, Alistair Crowley, who pinched the Telemane name mm-hmm. and called his church followers the Telemites. The, the membership of Sir Francis's Hellfire Club was initially limited to 12 a.k.a. the Twelve Apostles, because this entire club is an elaborate parody of the Catholic Church, Church in general, and our old pals, the
2: Rosicrucians. The Rosicrucians. No, oh, my God. I was going to say, can I be the Aries? Okay,
1: Aries. <laughs> okay, and let me pause here to tell you about one of my sources. <laughs> mm. <laughs> because I got info from a lot of places, but the best of them was a film from 1978 called, yes. and it's a long title, so get ready, the Hellfire Club, aka The Dashwood Enigma, being a detailed account of the Sir Francis Dashwood second Baronet Dispensé. It is a full-length but entirely amateur documentary shot on Super 8 camera and is a cross between a Monty Python documentary, like parody of a documentary, and a Kenneth Anger film. <laughs> <laughs> Big chunks of the film are literally Super 8 vacation-style footage of the outside of stately homes. Oh my god! While a woman politely narrates facts and details into a cassette deck that I assume you press play and play it, listen to at the same time. <laughs> you have to press
0: record and play There's, if you want to record.
1: It's it's got it's a tape deck with a microphone. That's how. Oh it works. yeah, yeah. There's a historical <laughs> expert in a tweed suit sitting on a tweed couch <laughs> who tells us facts and details. There is no shortage of music in the public domain (laughs) and there's the occasional super dodgy reenactment including one I'll tell you about in a minute Mm. and as sources go it was a magical find like that John Birch film
0: That's terrific. So
1: anyway, there were 12 apostles at a time, and every year they would elect a new abbot whose job it was to arrange the festivities. Okay. This hellfire club met for two weeks in the summer and one weekend a month, which makes it's them like, like the Army Reserve. disease diseased nobility version of the National Guard. <laughs> one weekend a month, two weeks here. Uh, yes, exactly. There were two classes of membership, superior and inferior. Mm. You could only be invited to move from inferior to superior if one of the superior members died or went mad. Okay. Which between syphilis and Mercury was fairly on the red.
0: Actually not that uncommon.
1: Not that uncommon. (laughs) You would think it would take a lot longer, but it it did not. And like life expectancy, like he was fifty. He was an elderly, elderly man.
0: Well, once every six weeks there was an opening. Exactly. <laughs> there was an
1: opening. Died of tooth decay. <laughs> exactly. The superior were the impo- the apostles, and the inferior were potentials who shared a strong dislike of popery, a satirical inclination, and a love of agreeable women mm. who would be supplied in varieties equal to the taste of their members. Gross. Yeah, there is no yeah. homo that I have been able to find in this club at all. Not even in more contemporary sources. You don't expect the 1978 Super 8 film to mention the homo, but even modern day. I know, but that's also odd. But it I is guess... very odd for England. I know. <laughs> it's extremely... I was like, so
2: like, maybe that was the whole
1: point of their thing? Right. We don't like the buggery, so come to our club. I guess so. Okay, and just before the part of the film where we learned about the 12 original apostles, the narrator, Dorothy Kimber, says, quote, the 20-minute section which follows is extremely detailed and may appear tedious, but is extremely essential. Which is the first time a film has ever warned me that it's about to get boring.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's straight up this. It's like, well, yep, yeah, okay.
1: So the original 12 apostles. Uh, Paul Whitehead, club secretary, a satirical poet who was once thrown in debtor's prison. He did a lot of actually politically good stuff in an 18th century colonialist Mm -hmm. relative kind of way, but it was all wiped out by the Hellfire Club. It was called The Deepest Degradation of His Life as soon as people found out that he was politically intimate with Sir Francis Dashwood. Oh. Yes. His literary talents made him acceptable member of the dissipated circle, which called themselves the Monks of Mednam Abbey. Mo. In a newspaper, he was branded a disgrace on manhood. Uh, and the type of and a type of kept bard. Are there lots of cartoons about this with lots of thought bubbles? I am getting there. They were done by yes, by actual Holbein. Yeah. Hogarth. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. He gave no shits about this opinion. Good job. One poem called him a troubadour of blasphemy, and I think that's our new t-shirt. <laughs> yes. Troubadour I of blasphemy. No
0: shit.
1: He is the one who composed all the blasphemous hymns for their mock masses because it was that kind of club. Oh, shit. John Montague, fourth. So heard, there are songs. <laughs> oh, there are songs. There are blasphemous hymns. Uh, John Montague, fourth Earl of Sandwich. Yes, that Earl of Sandwich. Mm-hmm. He was Dashwood's best friend and co-conspirator throughout life. He was known widely to be as mischievous as a monkey and as lecherous as a goat. Oh. Um. He, yeah. <laughs> he lived a fairly long life, and he had a tragedy, which was actually kind of a tragedy. Oh. Early in life, he fell in love with a woman whom he could never marry because he was the fourth Earl of Sandwich. Mm. Over the next 19 years, they had nine children together mm. and were very happy. And then She was killed by basically ye old stalker. A man oh who God. had taken an excessive affection to her Followed her around And eventually did the murder-suicide But didn't kill himself Only killed her Oh, fuck! Yes She was They hanged him But that's still sad Yeah Yeah, yeah. Like, She's still dead Yeah And he wasn't able to marry her But he like stayed with her for 19 years Yeah And, and, and had was, kids and Yeah And again oh. Like took care of her It was a love match Yes But then she was killed by ye old stalker God Yeah Fuck that shit fuck. The film also made ref- numerous references to Sandwiches Toasts, which always made me
3: laugh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to Melba. Ha ha! A man named George Bubb Doddington. George was- Bubb Doddington. He owned a building where they would meet in Hammersmith. And I fucking love, Hammersmith is where I lived in London. I could sidebar, but I won't. I love Hammersmith and they have the prettiest bridge in London for real and that's all I'll say.
0: Hammersmith is like one of the coolest fucking place names to ever exist.
1: Absolutely. I lived right at Hammersmith. In the west end of Hammersmith right at Ravenscourt Park and I think that makes me the coolest person. Is it called Hammersmith because it was like Smiths? Uh huh. Yeah. That's where the I was going to say
2: like because that's England. Yeah. I was that's, like, that's where the Smiths were. That's where the Smiths were.
1: I also read something really funny. It's like how come you think Smith is such a popular last name? I think all those guys were just like sweaty and hot and all the ladies were having Babies <laughs> You notice uh, that Clark isn't Anybody uh, Nope <clears throat> Cooper Cooper yes. I make st- uh, Well I don't Make staves But that other Guy does, that guy does. Chandler uh, Chandler um, Neverwhere By Neil Gaiman uh-huh. Is super Cool book Is a super Cool book And it Is through Like an Underground Alternate London And so stuff Like the Hammersmith Is a person In there oh, And neat. the Angel at Islington And stuff oh, It's neat. a really Good book Yeah But he lived at Hammersmith. Uh, Doddington owned the building where their first club was. According to the Prince of Wales at the time, he was also a member. Mm -hmm. Doddington was the subject of rough practical jokes from other... Oh, no. (laughs) Rolled down the stairs in a blanket and thrown into the Thames in midwinter. Oh, Uh, you're taking it too far. That's it. It's too far, Steve. It's uh, potentially fatal. Later in life, I'm again quoting, later in life he grew enormously fat and dressed mainly in silk suits. (laughs) He became once again the butt of jokes, being called a swollen bullfrog with, with a lascivious face. Ooh. And all of this is like actual screw, press, pamphlets, broadsides, and chapbooks with literal Hogarth illustrations. Exactly. Hogarth painted Dashwood's official Hellfire portrait, which I will put on the socials to see. Oh, good. Lord Sandwich is in it, like peeking out of a halo, looking <laughs> at... you Yes.
2: And this is like meat sweat. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> After Doddington died, no one wanted to inherit his stately home and it was demolished, which I've never heard of before what, ever. Demolished? <laughs> yeah, just this morning I was watching oh, a show about a, a stately home that had sat fallow since like 1560 and they were restoring it, but no, they fucked and tore down Doddington's house. <laughs> Shit, that place is haunted. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Sir William Stanhope, Sir Thomas Stapleton, a dude named Duffield. John Stewart, not that John Stewart, who <laughs> married Lady Wortley Montague. And I'm not going to talk about John Stewart, but I'm going to give you a smidgen of Lady Wortley Montague because she was very interesting. I know this because I had to take an 18th century British literature class. Ooh-wee. Sometimes I had to sit in a bathtub full of cold water in order to read all of my shit without falling asleep, oh and I am not God. lying. But I like Lady <laughs> Wortley Montague. When she was seven, she was named the beauty of the year by the Kit Kat Club, oh. which is gross, but interesting. <laughs> extremely <Ooh>. gross. <laughs> she was vehement throughout her life that she denied transient emotions guiding her life. I can esteem, I can be a friend, but I don't believe I can love. <gasps> oh, snap! Boom. She defied probably convention. because I was sexualized at a very at young, young age at <laughs> age, sexual. Jesus like, Christ! Who else knows what happened. No. Mm-hmm. She introduced smallpox inoculation to Western medicine. Wow. She traveled to the Ottoman Empire. Her brother had died of smallpox in 1713, and she had dis- she caught it and recovered in 1715, mm-hmm. but she had a disfigured face. In the Ottoman Empire, she visited women in their segregated houses mm-hmm. that were the Muslims and the Hindus. She made friends with the women, learned about Turkish customs, and in 1717, she which- witnessed... The inoculation Practiced against smallpox Called variolation Uh Which she called Engrafting Where you get somebody With smallpox Stick a needle In one of their blisters And then stick a needle In the person Uh Who doesn't have it Or scratch their skin Uh Give them the smallpox pus They get over it And then they are 1717, 17, ladies That's and gentlemen. Fucking That's fucking crazy. crazy. She did not want her children to die of smallpox. Good you know, for you. Reasonable. And in 1718, she had her five year old son, Edward, inoculated. Mm-hmm. He is called the first English person to undergo vaccination. That's uh, fucking amazing. I know. In a letter to a friend in England, she, Montague wrote There's a set of old women here who make it their business to perform the operation every autumn when the great heat is abated. Thousands undergo this, and there is not one example of anyone who has died. Afterwards, she updated the stat- status of Edward uh, to her husband, and she told him The boy was engrafted last week and is at this time singing and playing and impatient for supper. On her return to London, she enthusiastically promoted the procedure, but encountered a great deal of resistance from the medical establishment. Naturally. it's like, like, Mohammedan Hindu folk music. Yes. Uh-huh. In 1721, when the smallpox epidemic struck England, she uh, had her daughter. She like went out, found somebody with smallpox and inoculated her daughter, who also did not die. Nice Yes She traveled a lot Oh she also persuaded Caroline of Ansbach, The princess of Wales mm-hmm. To inoculate her children In 1721 uh, Oh to te- To agree to a test Of seven prisoners Of Newgate prison Who um. Got the inoculation Did not die And then the princess okay. Inoculated her children so, uh, she was very interesting. She traveled a lot and published a lot of letters and diaries, uh-huh. and I re- have read her stuff when I was in college, and it was very interesting. Oh. That's Lady Wortley Montague. Okay. okay. Lovely. Uh, other members included George Augustus Selwyn, who was said to enjoy the club meetings for the convivial atmosphere, rather the attractions of the ladies, which you'd think gay should except no, because... He was just an alcoholic. <laughs> Oh, he was notorious for his love of executions oh, no. and he liked to look at dead bodies oh. to the point where the executioners was always led him to the front of the crowd. He never married, thank yeah. God. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Never
0: married anyone living.
1: Never married anyone living. Oh God. Three brothers of the Stitchert family, one of whom was the governor of Bengal, like an Englishman should be. Yeah. <laughs> and gave the club a pet baboon that Francis liked to give communion. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and an Italian painter named Giuseppe Borne, who was a fellow who once while painting a fellow Hellfire Brothers ceiling as a gift, fell off the scaffolding and died. <laughs> buddy. Oh. Buddy. To signal the end of the boring bit of the film, there's this Star Wars-like crawl of the 12 <laughs> names of the original fossils. I swear, to you, go and watch at least a little bit of this movie on YouTube, because I cannot possibly convey. <laughs> had alert. They had an official Tam O'Shanter. Of course they did. Oh, on shit. the front read, Love and Friendship. Which is, like, to me, makes it feel like they all went on a road trip and found those at a gift shop and decided <laughs> to buy them. It's yes. like, it's uh, like uh, we're all getting federal booty inspector t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Tam O'Shander that says love and friendship. What the fuck? And you know, somebody's like, did like at this fucking face.
3: Put him <laughs> on. Got, oh, Sandwich. Sandwich, I got you one.
1: <laughs> Selling, yours has been on a dead body. you love it. <laughs> There was also John Wilkes, no relation. We cannot put him in the uh, club of people who tried to kill, tried or succeeded in killing the president. No. (laughs) Meet up, boo. John Wilkes was a later swat. He was a subordinate who Mm -hmm. became an original. He once dressed the club baboon as the devil and set it loose during one of the rites. Sandwich was super drunk and lost it, ran around screaming, Spare me, gracious devil, and trying to escape the baboo. <laughs>
3: Everyone got
1: rabies. <laughs> Everyone got rabies.
0: And had a great time.
1: <laughs> Another member of note was, <clears throat> let me get this right, Charles Genevieve louis auguste andre Timothée Dern de Beaumont, a person of indeterminate sex. Oh, what, huh? Born a boy, he was brought up with, as a girl, says this film which gives no sources, but does treat us to a staggering reenactment that I swear involved Benny Hill. <laughs> 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 he was a spy for Louis the 15th, and one time when he came to the club, aristocratic, aristocratic ladies formed a jury to determine if he was male or female. Bets of hundreds of thousands of 18th-century pounds were laid, but then hung jury. So, Charles Genevieve said he'd go out and fight a duel to settle it, but no one would take the challenge. This is the reenactment part, and it's every bit as much as you're thinking.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. Like Benny
1: Hill, dressed as a pearly queen. (laughs) It's not actually Benny Hill, but it could be. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Again, you should see this film. At one point, they have a, a man who is a... A man who's divining. Uh huh. Who's, who's walking around this estate looking for the original, like, club meeting place. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of, like, a long divining sequence. That's
3: not even <laughs> the Benny Hill music. That's
1: not...
0: Yes, it is. It's Yakety's Tex. It is. The record is right there on the wall. Oh, okay.
1: Finally, after they got too big for their Hammersmith britches, the club spent some time at a cavern on an Irish estate. Well, wow. as you do. Yeah, so That's it.
2: where they got the Tam Shanters. No I shit.
0: wonder if it was the Victorian folly. Folly at um, Powers Court. <laughs> it, <laughs>
1: possibly. No, this is uh, a Neolithic tomb site. That. Oh Im- no, the Victorian folly. Oh my God. A, a, a man I, named Connolly. Was it toward- a Newgrange? Newgrange. It's not Newgrange. Okay. It's not Newgrange.
3: There
2: alas, a, oh, the Victorian okay. folly at Newgrange was like a gazebo.
0: <laughs> this is. No, it was another hole in the ground.
1: Well, it might be, but I didn't see that. But this okay. also came um, from the seventies. 70- anyway, we'll look at it. I, yeah, we'll look at it. Up. No.
0: I- Anyway. This was
1: a Neolithic tomb site, and a guy named Connolly, the estate owner, had a temp chapel and some tombs raised to dig a catacombs, which was constantly beset by demons.
2: I wonder why. For some I wonder reason. Why?
1: <laughs> which is why Dashwood rented it. They would set up their altar and hold fake altar, and would hold blasphemous fake masses, complete with fake or were they uh-huh. human sacrifices? Uh-huh. <gasps> they were totally fake. Although. Yep. Bullshit, assholeism. They did sacrifice a lot of black cats, which Ugh. makes them motherfucker. Oh, well, but no humans were ever sacrificed, depending on how you believe. Connolly also claimed to be a black magician who had found scrolls that gave him special knowledge. Oh, so take really? that with as many Jeez, grains look, of salt look as you need. Did he do his hat for him? He did. The current abbot Leader of the group Would dress as the devil And lead a mass Complete with inverted words And hymns Altered to be about the devil It all sounds like Fifth graders Being fake naughty But this is the British aristocracy Oh my god
2: I was gonna say This sounds like The most ridiculous it's, it's bullshittery. It's ridiculous. If these men were able to shoot themselves
1: into space, they would. They would, yes. No, it's, it is. Yeah. It is exactly like if you had a fifth grade slumber party and said, do the wickedest, naughtiest thing. And things all of a sudden you you're playing Bloody Mary. Exactly. <laughs> Except they're all like in their 40s and have millions of pounds. Right. To, to the point where they could be just wantonly humorously blasphemous it's like,
2: like you were so burning witches at this
1: point I, Where, right yeah it's like i i can be as blasphemous as i want because i'm also chancellor of the exchequer uh-huh. so you can't do anything to me <sighs> yeah <laughs> meanwhile we're expelling all the jews right uh anytime the group would meet they would leave an empty chair for the devil Allegedly, one time the devil came and played cards with them. Oh, really? A man no, knocked no, at the no. door and asked to be let in from the rain. They invited him in, which is not very evil. No. And he played cards with them for a while, and then one of the guys dropped a card, picked it up, and noticed that he had hooves, not feet, because oh. he was the devil! <laughs> the devil!
3: <laughs> Can't be this morning, again?
1: One of my sources. I had my awesome uh, 1978 film. I also watched a video by an Australian backpacker named Amy, no, who okay. went to the Irish Temple catacombs to do like a ghost hunt. Uh huh. That was great. She narrates the entire video with a bubblegum-colored lollipop in one hand <laughs> and occasionally like sucks on it. She's just keeping her throat clear. I bless her heart. She also like sometimes she'll like take the lollipop out and then just stand there for a long time with her mouth open (laughs) (laughs) while her friend Jared films her on his phone. She has an EVP machine and keeps trying to ask questions of the ghost. And maybe it's just me, but I always thought that EVP questions should be like, yes or no. Right. Questions. Yes. She keeps asking things like, can you tell us anything about the human sacrifices that were performed here in the past? No. The ghost is there to knock three times. I was like, fuck you. This isn't a docent, Sharon. (laughs) Okay. Her friend is a guy named Jared, and she tells him that a legend, legend says if you walk backwards three times around the temple, it will summon a demon, and Jared gamely goes on <laughs> to do it, but gets confused and walks around th- forward three times, oh, Jared. and no demons are summoned. Damn it, Jared. I know. Eventually, Francis, Francis got all of his serfs and gear and had some catacombs dug on his own estate in West Wickham. His house already had a temple of Apollo, which was used for cockfighting. Naturally. Natch, but that wasn't enough. No. There were, well, there was a cave on the ground and so they started there and had it. Uh, expanded into a series of tunnels and caves for blasphemous revelries. Okay. You can still visit these. And indeed they are the largest man-made talk caverns in the world. Well, there you go. Can you still have devil parties in them? You you don't, but when you tour the catacombs, it's like, this is where hell like, this is the hellfire club meeting room. Oh, stuff. Okay. You can tour the entire West Wickham estate just okay. as a, like go to totally a house. Yeah. But one of the parts of the tour is now you go out and look at the hellfire clubs. And indeed, uh, in, in in the 1978 film, the catacombs contained Hellfire Club wax museum yes! dioramas. I
3: oh, hope and wish they
1: are still there. You oh cannot God, get they're melted. They're melted. But they were fantastic. I bet fantastic. There's some fine wax works. The route through the underground chambers proceeds from the entrance hall to the Stewart's Chamber and Whitehead's Cave through Sandwich's Circle. (laughs) Franklin's (laughs) Cave, named after Ben Franklin, friend of Dashwood, Uh who came to fairly Uh, often. Ben Franklin was down with with the that. That was 100%. Yeah, Ben Franklin was 100% down with this.
2: I'm working... on
1: the
0: revolution.
1: I swear I am, lady. Come sit on my I knee and that. let me tell the you about America.
3: The word
0: was invented That's right. for Ben Franklin.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, the banqueting hall, the triangle, the miner's cave, and across a subterranean river named the Styx, which was the inner temple, where the meetings of the Hellfire Club. It is said to lie 300 feet directly beneath a church on the top of West Wickham Hill, whatever. Mm, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, in the inner temple, they celebrated in total seclusion and the local maidens said goodbye to their innocence. Oh, no.
0: Um, wow.
1: Local legend claims that the caves are haunted by Suki, a maid who is accidentally killed by people playing a practical joke on her. Just the one? Just the one. Others claim that the ghost of Paul Whitehead, former like steward and secretary of the Hellfire Club, can be seen in the caves. A member named Buck Whaley, who was known even among those folks as a corrupt and greedy gambler, oh Jesus! Tried to rename the group the Holy Fathers, which almost but stuck. Get out of here! I know. But then he was stabbed to death by a pair of sisters because he did one of them wrong. And I just want to say, I will stab to death anybody who does you wrong. Me Aaron. too. All yeah. right. Handshake. There we go. That's right. There are stabbable dudes from your past who are on the Correct. list. So they Well, one of them's already dead. Count so themselves left. <laughs> One man snuck into a meeting and was found dead the next day. Woo! One man was promoted from superior to inf- inferior to superior after one meeting, went insane and could never again remember his own name. He
2: must have read dianetics too soon.
0: Just <laughs> yep, yep. A yep.
2: priest once came to
1: exercise the catacombs and found a black cat with horns hey! and Jermaine Clement's face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He tried to bless the cat, and it exploded. Why would you bless a cat? What? Ooh, what? It had horns. Cats don't need your
0: fucking blessing. That's why they're good.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like fuck you, we're witches. Nor do they yeah. want it. In 1762, Dashwood was made Lord Lieutenant of Buckinghamshire, and was succeeded in the militia Colonel Colonel C of the militia. And now, as like he had to be Lord De God, I'm gonna it get into a complete respectability job. and insignificance. He took, uh, he fought with, John, with Earl of Sandwich. They. Oh, he, oh no. He and uh, John Montague, 4th Earl of Sandwich, g- got together and tried to break up charges against their friend John Wilkes. Oh. But it did not work. No. Because, uh, like, we all know
2: you were trifling the whole exactly.
1: time. <laughs> yes. Uh, ch- ch- uh, he died at West Wickham after a long illness on 11 December 1781 and was buried in a mausoleum that he had built there. 39 years later, while Prince, now King George IV, was paying a royal visit to Scotland, he bequeathed to the club a snuff box filled with his mistress's pubic hair. Oh, God. Her escutcheon. escutcheon. Oh, my God. Yes. Gross. That's so gross. Okay, so let's see. There are some. The Hellfire Club has appeared in many literary works. Mm-hmm. Robert Graves uh, in his Sergeant Lamb. Jerome K. Jerome in Three Men in a Boat. Ian Fleming in his novel Moonraker. Uh, quotes the rare engravings of the Hellfire Club, in which each figure is shown making a minute gesture of scatological significance. Ew. <laughs> Gross. S. Thompson, uh, Peter S. Thompson. Peter Straub's 1996, The Hellfire Club, centers uh, around a BDSM-friendly sex and social club. Oh. Diana Gabaldon's yes. 1998 novella, Lord John and the Hellfire That's Club. That's right. The Marvel Comics book, X-Men, The Hellfire Club in 1980. It's an ancient club for rich and hedonistic Regency era people that has trapped branches all over the world, which concealed the inner circle, a powerful, influential criminal organization that has played a prominent role in various storylines since its introduction during the Dark Phoenix saga. That's right. Yes.
0: Man. Oh, my God. Okay.
3: Uh,
1: uh, Neil Gaiman. Named a debauched bar at the Hellfire Club in a comic book series, The Sandman. The Hellfire Club and Dashwood play a role in the comic book Hellblazer. And as I said, the 1960 1960 film, The Hellfire Club, starring Keith Mitchell and Peter Cushing, depicts Dashwood's organization. I tried to watch the movie and found only the first five minutes on YouTube. I really want the rest... The bit I saw featured two kids that were like if Pinky and Blue Boy were Pink Boy and Blue Boy <laughs> 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 happened upon a sacrifice that turns into an extremely tame orgy, and then the film cut. Oh man. No. And that, it my friends and foes, the hellfire is the hellfire club. Woo!
3: <laughs> <God. clears throat>
0: Uh, I had so many feelings about that that X-Men run. My God. It's a, <laughs> oh, fucking, uh,
1: yeah. So let's serious. see. Is this going to be about Jesus? Absolutely not. No. This is going to be about the devil. So I don't know how to... Cho- I don't know how to score. <laughs> Does it get more for not being about Jesus? Because yeah.
2: Theoretically, yes. Yeah. But I don't want to score it too high because I it's either. also ridiculous. It is.
0: Well, you'll have a lot of other opportunities to score it low. That's true. That's
1: true. When were non-whites allowed? Never. Never. Not even once. That's a zero right there. Legit organization? No. Nope. No. Drinking club for rich men, 100%. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's like
0: what this category was invented for. Pretty Correct.
1: much. Uh-huh. Yes. This is it. Uh, do they have a hat or a song? They have lots of like <laughs> fake priest robes. Does that count? The Tam shanter No, they that had the Tam shanter That says love in French. That they got at the stuckies. Correct. That's right. So they do have a hat.
0: Or Bucky's if they were in Texas. points right
1: there. Do they have an agenda? No. No.
0: Oh, heavens, no.
1: Are you going to be hazed? Um. Pro- B- probably B- You'll B- probably have to Like drink until you pass out also They did
0: mention A lot of practical jokes Oh that's so right What uh, if I you're might... rolled In
1: a blanket And thrown into the Thames yeah. So you might be, hey. After
0: so being we... thrown Down a flight of stairs Which Dude, like I feel
1: like They are of to over reaching A little a new low bit low score. Oh I know But not that How much is it gonna cost There's not a specific But you have to be rich Yeah you yeah, have to be so Like lord such yeah, and such like You can't just like Rock up to this uh-huh.
0: Simultaneously nothing And a shit ton
1: Right Does it have any symbols Yes In that, like, it's an upside down cross. (laughs) <laughs> like right now we're i'm like at 11 i know anybody famous fuck yes you get high points on this like oh. ben franklin was oh, in this club so there you legit. go and you,
2: there are secret symbols handshakes and songs there are so secret I'll symbols handshakes and seven. songs and
1: there were famous people all the way from like the earl of sandwich to ben franklin that's true uh, castle uh-huh. of toronto dude so here we go uh, i have to work on my cost uh, yeah, it, I don't yeah, cuz I don't know. It technically it didn't cost anything, but but it also cost a lot. You can't but be Yeah, to
0: be yeah, in yeah. It. you didn't have to give that. I, that seems like a 5 to me just straight Yeah, like, straight just like down a the middle. middle.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. Here's okay, here we math. go. Okay, so that's 11. Nine. 11 Eight, 17. 11, 11 7 is 27. 11, 12, 12, 13, 30, 14 22. 15
2: 16 17. That's 18. That's 10. Nine. So that's 28. That's 10. That's five. Three is 12, 28. 29. Yeah, okay. 32.
1: I got 33. I got 32. Hello. All right. It's 100. It's 100.
2: I'm actually adding that. right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's 65.
2: Yes. yes It is Alright So Hellfire got 65 So we are joining The WCTU The WCTU I'm always in favor <laughs> <laughs> That's right <laughs> I swear I'm not drinking Oh man I know When the me... Tales of Rivalry Organization is tales. like Tales me...
1: Cool. Let me
0: know I'm... how that works out, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: well, you know, it's the modern version of it. <laughs> oh, uh, no, we can
0: join the modern yeah. version. It's we can. We, it's there's... probably much worse. <laughs> uh,
1: also true. Is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but yes, that's the Hellfire Club, which is absolutely absurd, but kind of funny. It <laughs> is, you know, well. and actually on our break, I
0: that's
2: terrific. did
1: not look up. That's all right. We'll let next week when we come back we will get or in a few weeks or whenever when we come back. Yeah, it'll be a few weeks. Uh,
0: Yeah, we should probably discuss this right now, right? Because like, uh, you know, we're going to be gone like, you know we're gonna be out of town this weekend, and then like we're Brian gonna be Aaron r-
3: are gonna be out of town this
0: weekend. Really out of town the weekend after oh, that.
1: Of I still want to see if we can rustle up some sort of like Instagram live action. So stay tuned, watch this space. Yeah, we can work on that. Um,
0: That's a good idea.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we so we can work
1: on that. Next week we'll have a song for you, and the week after that we will we're gonna try and come up with something. So. Yeah. Yeah, so. Absolutely. But in the meantime, stay away from the air conditioning
2: unit. Have, do not put that grape concentrate mixed with sugar and water. Do in not, place.
1: whatever you do, because that could lead you right down the path to hellfire. Ready? <sighs> okay. Okay. All right.
0: Madness Madness is hosted by Aaron Byrne and Amanda Clay with occasional outbursts from Brian Byrne, who is me. Ryan Byrne records and edits the show. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please, if you enjoy the show, uh, rate us and leave a review. Leaving reviews helps people find the show. And the more people listen to the show, the more people you'll have to talk about the show with. I mean, just mull that over. You can also listen to us online at Madness Madness dot com. You can find links to our social media on Madness Madness dot com. You can email us your thoughts about stuff at Madness Madness Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.